Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Well, 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 Raider Nation. It is official. Tyler, it is official. Behind the Eye Patch podcast is the new gold standard for Oakland Raider podcasts out there around the country, Tyler. Because not only this week... It appears that way. It it appears so because I tell you what, we have picked up on several, several different uh, little pieces of our show that seem to be making their way into podcasts around the nation. And when I'm talking the nation, I'm talking Raider Nation. And you know what? And the United States of America. And the United States of America, exactly. It's... It is, uh, you know what? Uh, it is the sincerest form of flattery. I do have to say, Tyler. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's. It's also a really good way to tick me off <laughs> real fast. <laughs> but Raider Nation, <laughs> it is. You are listening to the gold standard of podcasts for Oakland Raider football. Go ahead and give a listen to maybe any of the other podcasts out there, and you will find little nuggets of the uh, little bits and pieces of. What originated in the Behind the Eye Patch show now seem to be popping up in other podcasts. You know what? More power to them. We just feel like Tyler. I mean, we're trendsetters is really what this. Absolutely. You know, we are we are foraging ahead and really setting the tone for everybody else to follow. And you know what? I am great with that because you know what? I'm good. We are leaders of people. Is and yep. and and leaders of the tribe of Raider Nation, not not leaders of Raider Nation. Heavens no, but of the podcast no, I'm tribe. I'm not smart enough for that. No, and me neither am I. But of the podcast tribe, I feel like we're moving up the ranks quite quickly. And big shout out to all the listeners of the podcast. We salute Thanks, you, guys, because without you, uh, the show is not possible. But it is because of your support and the support unofficial support of sponsors like uh, Orange Vanilla Coke is how we are able to do Mm -hmm. this week in and week out. I have to give major apologies, Tyler, because last week I was off. We didn't have any podcast last week because I was too busy celebrating. My wife and I found out our second little one is going to be a boy. We have a little girl. We now have a little boy. Crockett Ashton is the name. And, of course, it's after Zach Crockett. I mean... <laughs> Absolutely. I would expect nothing less. Right. Where I, I do. Where does the Ashton come from, though? You know what? My wife and I were trying to think of a good middle name and be, that would go with Crockett and my last name. And, and she was just... And, actually, we got back from the, from the doctor's office, found out it was a boy. We were excited. We already had Crockett picked out. I love that name. Feels like a really strong name. Like... If I my Davy Crockett something like that. If, if my if my name was uh uh was Crockett 
like I, I feel like that's a really strong name. I can get behind oh, that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to give my kids. So we found out it was Crockett. We were having kind of struggling with the middle name, and my wife was like, "Why not Ashton? Crockett Ashton?" I was like, "You know what? Actually, I like that because I've heard Ashton both boy and girl, and yes. it's kind of a little bit different. And I feel like it flows really well. So Crockett yeah. Ashton, new little boy. So again." Uh, that's a that's a small shout out for myself, I guess. But that is the reason there was no podcast last week. This week, however, Tyler, this is uh, our final week for doing any kind of mock drafts. I know most people hate mock drafts. That's okay. You know, we just we most of our we're not actually doing a mock draft on the show today. We're talking about no, the draft. Just yes, conjecture, be. because I mean that's all we have right now, Raider Nation. We we gotta we have to speculate with the best of them. Uh, to uh, just to pass the time. Uh, we are officially one week away uh, from the 2019 NFL draft. And I don't know about you, Tyler, but uh, I'm going to be settling in for uh, for Thursday night, for Friday night, especially that Thursday night, man. I'm gonna, I'm going to get me Absolutely. A, I'm going to get me some cold ones. I'm going to I might even order up some uh, some fancy food and uh, just sit back and just <laughs> purely enjoy uh, 32 picks in the first round because as, we'll touch on this later, but man, we've got uh, three picks. Are you kidding me? Like you're we're going to have to be paying attention, man, because we don't know when yes. Oakland could come up. It's not just at four. Like we might trade up, trade back at four, but then after that, who knows? Well, we got 24 and 27. We might move up again. I mean, uh, so don't take, don't take between, you know, five and six to 23 off. I, I mean, no. I'll, I'll, next thing you know, you could have missed a big move. So it's uh, going to be very yep. engaging evening on Thursday. And here, formal welcome to everybody, all of Raider Nation, to Behind the Eye Patch podcast. Myself, Micah, Tyler here bringing you another episode. Not taking any time off, well, except for last week. But we don't take the offseason off, Tyler. And uh, our no. work is never done uh, covering the There's much Raiders. to talk about, much There's- to cover Absolutely. In the Oakland Raider universe. Absolutely. As always, we are family-friendly and political-free. Because we figure if you want to listen to Oakland Raider football and you clicked on an Oakland Raider podcast, you probably wanted to listen to Oakland Raider football. I know that doesn't make sense in a lot of today's news world. But we figure, hey, let's actually talk some Oakland Raider football. So, anyhow. Makes sense in my mind. Yeah, it does to me, but it seems like there are a lot of places out there nowadays that can't grasp that concept. You know, you're a sports site. You're a sports network. You're a sports whatever. And I continually get bombarded with your, you know, one side of the aisle, the other on what's going on in politics. And look, I get into sports to, to, to take a break from politics. Like I don't, I mean, I'm just as invested as the next person into my country and what's going on. But when I get into sports, I really don't want to get political when I get into my sports. I feel like a lot of Raider Nation is the same way. So that's what we do at Behind the Eye Patch Podcast. We separate the two and very successfully, if if I may say so myself, Tyler, if I'm allowed yes, to pat us on you the may back say. there. Tyler, Absolutely. man. Officially, man, how you been? How's how's the last two weeks treated you? Oh, pretty good. Just uh, I'm actually getting ready to go chase some uh, tiger musky this weekend. Wow! So I'm I'm excited for that. Maybe latch onto a a large tiger musky and knock that fish off my bucket list. But wow. uh, kids are sick, like always. Uh, that's never changing in this realm. That I feel <laughs> that I I live in, and uh, but yeah, other than that. I'm just, I'm getting ready for the draft. I'm getting antsy. I'm, I'm getting excited. It's like, 
that point where you're buying Christmas presents and you're like, all right, let's just open them already. Let's just be done. Right. I, I've got everything, you know, let's let's just get to the day and, and let's celebrate. So yep. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to eat for the last year. I had some Indian food. I ordered out, uh, got some little tandoori oven from in Idaho Falls. Shout out to tandoori oven. I like and it. If you live in Idaho Falls, check them out. Uh, and... But I don't know what I'm going to get this year. I was let down during March Madness by Buffalo Wild Wings. Ugh. I don't know that I'll be returning there. No. And, no. Uh, you know, I haven't been. You know, Service like, was horrid. Three three years ago, I had terrible service at Buffalo Wild Wings for like the third time in a row. I was one of those people that's like, well, that was just a bad time. Then I went back again. I was like, well, that was just a bad time. Third time, man. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me thrice, you know, shame on both of us or however that goes you know <laughs> I, was... I believe in the words of michael scott it it's the following uh fool me once strike one <laughs> fool me twice strike three <laughs> yes yes that's exactly how it went with me and buffalo wild wings i have not but i have not darkened a buffalo wild wings door for i think it's been a good three years now and i don't see that changing that's unfortunate because because I love their wings, but yeah, right. like the service is just horrendous. It was horrendous. Yes. Yep. Well, what, what I word. what I figured out is they count on you to drink a lot of beer, so that's why they. <laughs> that's I mean that's legit. That's why it takes sometimes like forty minutes for you to get your food because they want you to be sitting there watching sports. You know, in forty minutes you'll easily down at least a couple of drinks. You know, a couple of six dollar drinks. So then then finally by the time your food gets there, well then you're gonna need another drink, at least one, probably two. So, you know, you've been there for now an hour and 45 minutes eating and you've had four or five beers and you've had your wings. And that it is a shame because they had fried pickles, Tyler. I don't know if you're a fried pickle Oh, they fan. do have fried pickles. Oh, uh, yep. very delicious. They also had those uh, like uh, salt and vinegar fries, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, something. those are my wife's favorite. Yeah, yeah. And it really was a bummer. But you know what? If I continue, you know, sh- you know, fool me twice, strike three, I'm done, man. I cut ties <laughs> and I'm out of there. I'm out of there. I will go get my wings somewhere else i you know what i haven't really figured that out sonic has some pretty solid wings but uh um Ah. i i think i think for me on draft night i think i'm gonna have to go with the buffalo wings i'm gonna have to get some buffalo wings with some ranch and um, sounds good some nice hot fries i don't know from where yet but just some nice hot fries with some ketchup lots of salt and pepper i like to salt and pepper the ketchup not the fries yeah put the salt and pepper i learned that trick once upon a time yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, it's a solid choice because that salt and pepper doesn't really stick to the fries unless they've like immediately come out of the, you know, coming out come out of the oil. Well, then they're a little wet, you can get the salt on there, it'll stick. But if if they've been out for any time any amount of time, then, you know, you try to put salt and pepper on them, it just falls to the bottom of the bag. So, put it yep. straight into the ketchup. Salty bag. Yep, yep. Put it straight into the uh uh, put it straight in, into the, your ketchup or whatever you like to dunk your fries into. And I like fry sauce. There you go. I've digressed really bad yeah. on this. But anyway, I like fry sauce. We're going down the rabbit hole. We might as well Sorry. continue. So. Sorry. No, I'll I'm wrap a, this up, Raider Nation. I apologize. I'm a fry sauce guy, though. And for those of you in the east or in western states that don't know what fry sauce is, if you love yourself, as Micah says, yes, you will go out. Look up fry sauce and make yourself some fry sauce, oh. and you will not be 
be upset that you did. I really? I fully endorse that. I have like you it. not had fry sauce? No, I've had fry sauce. I'm just okay. I'm not a huge fan. I think I'd rather okay. have ketchup. Like I don't not I like, like fry, fry sauce, sauce, but fry sauce is you know second string. I'll, I'll ketchup's going to start the game, um, and you know it's going to get it's it's going to run the ball at the goal line. Ketchup is fry sauce if it's if it's first and ten. You know he'll be running a flare out of the backfield kind of a thing, and he'll be my last. But he has the potential to hit a home run off. He that does. Flare. He really does. Fry sauce every once in a while, like. You know, he'll run that flare and the, and the linebacker won't follow out. And next thing you know, you, you've got a 30, 40 yard play, you know, because fry sauce is nimble. That's the one thing about it is that when it gets to the second level, it's hard to catch up to. So, um, anyhow, it's that breakaway speed. It really is. It really is. So, anyhow, slides down the gullet real nice. <laughs> anyhow, Raider Nation, we have two fantastic interviews for you today. Uh, one with Naaman Jackson. He's going to give us his, our update on the Vegas Stadium. He is our boots on the ground over there. Also, we're going to talk a little, our last talk before the draft on what his takes is on the draft up to this point. Basically, kind of on the eve of draft time. I know we're still a week away, but I'm kind of shutting draft talk down now as far as conjecture. It's, it's up for me now. Now it's just wait and see. And then... We are going to have a young man, Quay Rose from Arkansas Tech Safety, uh, who balled out, had some baller seasons, Arkansas Tech, and is a draft hopeful and just has a really incredible story from really, I, I, I hate to steal the phrase from the song, but he started from the bottom, now he's here. You know, Tyler. Yep. And, and it really yep. is. It's an amazing listen. You guys have to listen to his story and, and how he got from where he was to where he is now. And it's truly inspiring. And it's something it's, it's, it's inspiring. I'll leave it at that, Tyler. I think that's the yep. best way to, to describe it. I think it. that is yep. yeah, absolutely very inspiring. B- yep. Before we get to those, Tyler, you got some shout outs for us. I do. Uh, we are up to, as of today, today is Wednesday. Uh, it is seven thirty one PM. Uh, we have 304 followers on Twitter, so growing nicely there. Uh, I, you know, the, I would like out. to say really quickly, with the 304 followers, sure, we might not be in the thousands like some no. other other uh, sites are, but I got to say, we're 304 strong. We're like the Spartans, man. Like, it's a salt, like, it's a hearty 304 followers. Like, it, it's devoted listeners. It's not, you know bought accounts we'll put it that way you know right. it's not it's I have not, not paid any money right right it's a 304 strong and i'll take this 304 followers over any 2000 followers with with half of those being you know nfl highlight film game combine you know and it's like what in the world is this you know they they, they basically just post ads you know it's nothing like that we got 304 strong anywho go take it away tyler all right, so first up tonight on our shout-out section, we have Sir Moon, Silver and Black Empire. They are the New York City chat, New York City home of Raider Nation. Uh, and so they followed us thanks to those guys. Um, Isom Coleman, Corrupt88, Sports Fan, Bill at Barden429, Nate... Uh, Dub season at Raiders Rich, Mr. T Lightning Bolt T, Mr. Twenty One February. Uh, here's a name for you, another kind of famous name in Raider Nation, Wayne Mabry. 
Ah. Now, you may not know him as that, but his handle gives it away. At Violator57. Ooh, like So it. the Violator is now following us. Uh, Raider Arcanum. Horrible Raiders. They're, it's actually kind of a fun account. Um, they're at Horrible Raiders, and they are celebrating the worst to ever wear the silver and black in his lifetime. <laughs> oh, and, it, and it's pretty funny. I, he's he's got some, a lengthy list, I would have to imagine. I, that he does. Yep, there is some length. There is some length to that list. Mario Ray Gomez at Dr. Wario. Rye Guy. Raidering in Texas. J Soul. Sports Beat After Hours. Now, that is uh, our good friend Hemahe Muli, who was our very first um, guest. There's the word I'm looking for. Guest on the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. So if you're in Utah, Idaho, heck, just a fan of sports. Go check their go check them out. Uh, they have a podcast as well. Uh, Big Mac Steel at Steel Two Dope uh, at Raider for Life and a Raider in PA at Che Raider ATL and TC Ravine. He is a, a defensive lineman in I think he's in college. But anyway, those are our shout-outs this week. Thank you guys for following. There's so many more uh, people who I I uh, interact with on Twitter. I appreciate all those kind interactions and uh, your kind words. They mean a lot to us. We don't get paid, Micah, to do this. Wait, we what? do this because we love it. I thought you were sending and, me a check at the end of the month. Oh, well. You said something about be $50 a big fat- an episode. It'll be a, a big fat zero on that check, so I apologize. What what and, am I doing uh, here? <laughs> I don't know. No. But we 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 do this because we love it. We love the Raiders. We enjoy interacting with fans. We like hearing your opinions, and we have enjoy voicing ours. So thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules Absolutely. to listen. And because uh, you don't have to, but you do, and we appreciate it. Yeah, we really do. And it's been fun, Tyler, to watch. I mean, we haven't been doing this a full 365 days yet. But, man, it's it's fun. We have little analytics showing us the listens and the hours. And, that I mean, that is just, like, going straight up. That's really cool to see that grow. And um, I, it's exciting for us. And it, it just lets us know, hey, man, we're doing a good job. We're going to keep trying to do a good job. We don't pretend to be anything we're not. I don't – Tyler and I don't sit here and pretend to be in-depth analysts with – uh, a phone to uh, you know to to uh, you know Mayock's office or to Gruden's office. You know <laughs> I, I know there are some guys out there that that love to you know I I feel like they pretend to be that. It's nothing like that, man. We're just two guys passionate about football. We have some knowledge on the game. We're passionate about our Raiders, and so we just want to get with other passionate fans about the game. Brings me to before we get to this really quickly. Give us a call. 208-557-9771 if you want to be on the show leave us a voicemail or send us a message find us on twitter at behind eyepatch or on our facebook page go follow us there at behind or just behind the eyepatch it's a group on facebook i often post polls during the week i'm gonna have a lot of good stuff coming up with this draft we'll have highlights etc both on the twitter and the facebook page if you want to ask us a question or want to be on the show you can shoot us a direct message on either of those platforms or like i said give us a call leave us a voicemail again that number is 
I do know we have one call to field later this afternoon, uh, uh, Tyler. But Yes, we do. In the meantime, without further ado, are you ready, Tyler? Should we, should we get straight into these interviews? Heck yeah, man. These are awesome interviews. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here you go. Raider Nation, we are super excited to have Naaman Jackson back on the show to give us our update on the Vegas Stadium. Naaman, man, how are you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me back on. This is uh, another exciting moment for me. I'm back and ready to talk to the stadium, ready to talk some Raiders. Yeah, man, I, I can't, before, right quickly before we get to the stadium, I can't believe, guys, we are eight days away, Raider Nation. In fact, yes. by the time this hits Raider Nation's ears, we are we will be about... A week, a week away, seven strong days away from the 2019 NFL Draft where our Oakland Raiders have three first-round picks. Guys, that's going to be a packed night on Thursday night, you know? I mean, I'm used to going in, waiting for the pick. We come up, we get our pick, and it's all it's over. And then it's like, ah, well, you know, all up. Now we wait for, you know, Friday night. But, man, I mean, it's going to be like, Bam, bam, bam. I mean, because we don't know what could happen. With three picks, I mean, you have to be watching every pick because Oakland could move up. They could move back, not just with the fourth pick, but they could be doing it with the 24th pick, with the 27th pick. I mean, we're going to have to be really tuned in to that all 32 picks on Thursday night. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. So. Are you excited to see Drew Locke take it number four? <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you know I heard that. Um, where did I hear that? Was was that our old coach Jack Del Rio thought that Drew Locke was the man? If Oakland would take any quarterback, I believe Del Rio uh, uh, was chatting about that. Uh, I forget with with uh, I forget the uh, uh, analyst's name, but uh, uh, Dave Damashek from NFL. Damashek, yes, he was on the podcast. Uh, and yeah. boy, he had some. Yeah, hot yeah, on that. that was cool. Yeah, he Ooh, said the AB's yeah. pretty much going to be the downfall of the Raiders, if I was listening correctly. So. Here's off. Here's hats off to you, Jack Del Rio, who doesn't have a job in the NFL anymore and is sitting on the beach drinking Mai Tais. <laughs> well, before we hop straight into the draft, name it, man. You are our boots on the ground, obviously, for this Vegas stadium as it's getting built. Last time we talked with you, kind of the outer skeletal frame was going up. That's obviously been a few weeks ago. What are we looking at now? What, what, what's Raider Nation looking at now? Gosh, what I'm noticing now as I went there and took a look at it and walked around the entire stadium and worked up a little bit of a sweat there, it the, <laughs> the process that they're in right now, it's definitely, like I said, the design build process is there. You can see engineers working alongside with the construction guys as they build and 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 and, and go over the details of each truss that creates the, um, the roof of the actual building. Uh, yeah. They're all scattered around the building. Right now, I guess there will be 22 on the ground because they have officially – put the second truss uh, in the same area, the top right, right next to the torch. I guess you're looking at the stadium. It's going to be the torch in the middle. It'll be the top right of that window, the first two trusses of the roof. The remaining 22 are around the floor of the outside of the stadium. The engineers, the, the builders are all there working hand in hand, putting these trusses together and making sure everything's intact and where it needs to be. Uh, if you guys saw my video, there's a portion there where you can see one of them being lifted up into the sky. That is actually a time lapse where it's fast forwarded because that crane is moving so slow, 
it's very hard to the eye to see if it's moving. I was staring at it. I was like, is that thing moving? And I noticed wow. that it was. It's, I mean, it, it took me. It, it must have took him over uh, close to an hour just to put it in position in the air and then wow. move it over and then bring it back down, plus the wind and all those things. So they're being very right. delicate with it all. But, man, it is coming together slowly but surely. Man, that's incredible. And you said two of them are up right now. Is that two correct? Two of them are officially up, yes. Ooh, oh, in, boy. In that, in that video that you posted today, I saw it today. It may have been earlier, but – Putting those trusses together looks like some work, man. I mean, they were up there with sledgehammers. Like, yeah. I don't know what they were hammering, but uh, I assume it's like metal posts or something into the trusses to hold them together. It looks like they're just nailing in those rivets, those rivets they actually put together. I mean, those things, you see one of them, the guy is kind of leaning up on it. He's kind of bear hugging one of them and he's yeah. dropping one of them in. And that thing must have been, you know, four or five inches long, wow. you know, about an inch in diameter. It was huge. And um, gosh, can you imagine how many of those they got to put in just to put a, a big connect, you know, uh, building together? It's, it's awesome to look at and just watch these guys meticulously just put every little piece by hand into place and not only they're they're you know i don't know 10 stories hanging in the sky on these metal beams walking on yeah. these beams i thought that was the coolest thing when i was watching them. i was in awe like i can't believe that guy's walking on that and he's oh, all the way up there it's gotta you know, man the guy's getting paid that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> dude man that is fantastic i mean we got roof starting to take shape i mean we've got i mean before you know it man we're gonna start watching the guts of this thing getting put together i mean i i i uh, now let me ask you this: Are we? Does it still seem like everything's still on schedule? I know this was about three weeks back. We talked with you last. Have you heard anything otherwise, or it looked like we're still moving forward? All reports you see about those steel shortages and things of those nature, those are all wiped out. Those are things of the history because people they I don't know what it is. People have to find some type of negative content to kind of knock any projects going on. They got to create topics and in stories. And uh, actually, oh gosh, what road was that? Tropicana, I believe it is. Heading west towards the Orleans Hotel, you can see a big lot there, and all your steel parts are there. And I remember driving past, and I saw all these steel beams, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go back there and be a nerd, because I think those are the, the steel <laughs> beams for the stadium. I pulled back around, went to the front, and I asked him, is this for the stadium? And they said, yeah. I said, it doesn't look like a steel shortage to me. He's like, there's no steel shortage. And uh -huh. he just kind of laughed it off, and, uh, you know, that, that gave me a reassurance. It's all there. It's all ready to go. It's just going to be piece by piece, and they're right on schedule. That's awesome. Now, Raider I'm Nation, excited. once again, name it, where can we find you? For those of you that don't know, where where who, where who, can we follow you to keep getting these updates and getting this footage? Of course, yes. I'm. Uh, my name is uh, Oklahoma Vegas Raider on uh, Twitter. That's O-A-K-L-A-V-E-J-G-A-S, Oklahoma Vegas, underscore R-8-R. Nice, nice. So I, I was going to put together a YouTube channel. I find it just so much easier to get across to the crowd that I want to without extra clicks uh, right. just by putting on Twitter. I'm not big on my clicks on YouTube or looking to get paid or anything like that. I'm doing this right. because I'm an absolute nerd and I like having fun with it. <laughs> and, uh, it's just so exciting. And by using Twitter, I just feel like Raider Nation's eyes are just easier to get a hold of and to, to put there and for them to see. I get people from Spain and I got a guy from South Africa, Canada, all over the place. Wow. Raider Nation fans, and they're like, I would never have seen this if you would have posted this. And I'm flattered by that. And I'll be honest with you, there are other vlogs out there. I won't tell you who's doing them, but there are other vlogs <laughs> out there. And, you know, they're more 
Las Vegas locals and they're putting together things and they're, they're having fun just as much as I am. I reached out to them and contacted them with no success. They're not really big on Twitter. They're more YouTube people. Um, right. But, you know, they're, they're doing it too. So you can find a lot of footage out there if you really dig. That's awesome. That's Well, man, we appreciate it because that's, like I said, that's one of those things for, for those of us and myself included, and I might be a very small majority who have never been to Vegas before, being able to paint a picture of how, what things are looking like, you know, because for maybe 90% of Raider Nation, you can say, oh, when you're looking at it from this angle, from the hotel or down the strip, you know, they understand what you're talking about. I'm sitting here like, uh, what? <laughs> so, so we appreciate it, man, having boots on the ground. That's fantastic. And, and Raider Nation, go check him out on Twitter. You can get the videos there. And, I mean, to be honest, when news breaks, it hits Twitter first. I mean, come on. Let, exactly. Let's, you know, when, when stuff hits, I mean, it doesn't, you know, it, you don't read it in the paper. I mean, YouTube might may as well be the paper for all, you know. By the time you get the video, upload it, then share it, and then hope that the right tags are there so people, when they Google it, you know, will find it on YouTube. Like, just go straight to Twitter. Go, fo- go follow uh, Naaman and, and just go get the news, get the video right there. And that's what we're doing. And uh, yep. we'll definitely try to get it um, shared, if, if at all possible, to our Facebook page as well. Um, so then uh, uh, so then peeps can be seeing it there as well at the Behind the Eye Patch Facebook page. So then we and can get the And thanks for tagging out. us. Yes. Thanks for tagging us in those as well. And I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there's a really cool picture uh, at the end of all of Naaman's... Uh, <laughs> videos that he does which he does an excellent job on may i add but at the end there's just there's a little surprise for everybody so uh stay tuned for the end you won't want to miss it i'll tell i'll tell you i'll leave that as a cliffhanger to get people to go click on that i won't tell them what it is but uh naaman thanks so much for for tagging us in those i've enjoyed every one of them that you've put out it's been awesome to just see it go from well i was there last year almost around this time so it's been about 11 months since i was there and it was literally like a hole in the ground and that was all that was there there was maybe some steel beams and a few cranes around but now it's like it looks like a skeleton it looks like a home and uh i'm just waiting i'm excited for all the details to come on uh, the glass roof looks awesome and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, thanks so much for being our boots on the ground, tagging us on those videos. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. You guys gave me the opportunity to do something that I love here in podcast and talk football and to share my media with you guys. And it's just been a great experience and I'm going to keep doing it till the end. I mean, I'm going to be there blogging about this thing. Maybe when it starts getting onto the games and, and, and when it's really starting to take shape, I think I might create a YouTube channel because I might have some other endeavors and other ideas I want to branch off because I want to keep blogging about the stadium. It's not just going to be the Raiders playing. The Rebels are going to play there. You just right. saw this year the Final Four. Oh, gosh, what stadium was that? That was in Minnesota. That was a football yeah, right. stadium. So yeah, you right. know that's that's going to come here. Um, that Super Bowl. sweet. That they would bid be for the World Cup, actually. And wow. uh, they, they, they retracted that pretty early on because they wanted to make sure they had the little, like, apparently from what I read, they wanted to make sure all everything was ironed out. But they, they retracted that. But can you imagine? There already talks about the Olympics in Las Vegas. It's wow. crazy. It's that crazy. There's articles out there talking about Olympics in Las Vegas. And I, I want to be there for all of that. I want to be there in the stadium when it opens up first time and walk you guys through and connect all the pieces to where I might have a time lapse from ground up and just being inside the stadium and the excitement and showing everybody what it looked like. And gosh, I'm, I'm so excited about this stadium. It's going to be oh, 
That is uh, epic. That now let don't me ask share you. your ideas with everybody because I am a firsthand account of that they will take them. So yes, keep I know. those close to your chest. Yes, yes. Don't divulge the secrets, but we no. <laughs> we want to know when when it everything drops so we can get on that action here at the behind the eye patch. Are you finding are there a lot of workers there? Do you feel like are Raider fans? Do you see a lot of like, you know, stickers or emblems on hard hats and things like that? Do you see that a lot? You see these construction workers are, are contracted from all over the country. And um, <laughs> they saw an article, actually, an article that linked me back to the uh, from the ground up YouTube channel. There's actually a, a Kansas City Chief fan that's actually helping build this stadium. Right. And the, from what they said in the video, and I, I can't believe the Raiders actually were able to publish it and put it on their video and share it with, Ra with Raider fans about a Chiefs fan. But I, <laughs> and what they said is that he, he buried a Chiefs fan towel that said chief's kingdom at the 50 yard line right in the middle of the field and he buried it under the dirt so i, I don't know if that's true or not but if he did i'm gonna go dig that thing up that's for sure i'm gonna go find <laughs> right. it and dig it right back up but i see i see on the decals on their helmets you'll see in some of the videos that's where i zoomed in i kind of caught these guys and i was like wow he's, he's wearing raider gear that's, that's pretty cool but they have like raider decals on their helmets and i don't know if that's something they provided them just kind of you know some morale thing and these guys like sticking stickers on their helmets so but yeah you do see that um and I actually spoke to a lady that was actually working the front gate. She's from the East Bay. She's from California. She's like, I'm a Raider fan. This is really cool. So she, it was a cool experience for her uh, wow. to do what she's doing. But yeah, there's there are Raider fans there. There's locals and some people from uh, around the country that are coming together to build the stadium. That's awesome. I mean, how cool would that be, man? To to help build. I mean, your favorite teams like new home like that. That that's yeah. got to be surreal, you know. Yeah. Especially maybe even if you weren't like. Maybe if you moved, you know, from the Bay to Vegas, you know, maybe even, you know, 10 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, you know, the team you watch, you love, you've been rooting for, even though the last 20 years, it's been a difficult ride. You know, all of a sudden now, like you have a chance to even no matter what you're doing, whether it's working the front gate or actually helping build the stadium or design it or whatever, or supply the material like now you get to be a part of that, man. Like, that would just be, like, I don't know. That would be a feather in my cap, something that I would carry around with me for the rest of my life. And you bet I'd be dropping that everywhere I went. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I helped build the stadium. I was, you know, you see that right there? Yeah, I, I can. I mean, how cool would that be? You'd be, like, walking around and, like, when there are shots of it on TV, be like, you see that? The roof right there? I helped design that. Or I helped exactly. build I was dropping those beams. You know, I was working the crane, whatever. I mean, that that's cool. That's just me. I think that's that's hella cool. But anywho, all right. Now we are, like we said, seven days away from the draft. So this is our final talk, final mock, final walkthrough, whatever you want to call it, of the 2019 NFL draft. Then we're going to let it be, and then we're going to wait a week, and we're just going to let it play out next Thursday night. So, guys, you know, it's been about three weeks. I feel like not a whole lot has transpired besides, besides uh, you know, comments like Jack Del Rio saying he believes Drew Locke is the man, Antonio Brown's going to kill the Raiders organization, things like that. For your guys' part, that number four pick, are you, you know, name it, I'll start with you. Have you swayed either way as far as, again, let's, let's put you in the GM seat. What, what do you like doing with that four pick? Do you stay and hold? Let's pretend Kyler Murray goes number one, Ooh. Nick Bosa goes number two. You know, uh, what do you, what's what are your thoughts at that four pick right now? 
if that's the way it falls, with Murray going number one and them dealing Rosen, you would think somebody that you would think that would need a quarterback later in the draft, possibly a New York Giants at six. I think they're six and 17. You have Miami. You have Washington who pick very close. I think they're one pick apart. Those guys can can deal for Rosen. And more than more than that, Redskins can have the capital deal for him. I believe they've right. got like three or four compensatory picks this year. They have two threes, two fives, and, a, and two sevens. They have more right. than enough to really push their way up there. And if you think about in the past years of teams that have done that, in the past three years, teams have moved up to the first and second or even in just in general to the top ten to get their guy. Carson Wentz going to the Eagles. Jared Goff, one and two in 2016. Mitchell Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs went back up to go get Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, so that's a big thing. Deshaun Watson, I believe they moved up to get Deshaun Watson. The Texans did. Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and what a Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson were all traded up. They all traded back up into the first draft to get these guys. So who's to say that that won't happen here? You know, right. whether you know whether they're trying to get Rosen or if they're trying to go get Murray. I think both can work because Arizona had, can look at their situation. Well, we have a quarterback, so we can sit still and have someone trade up, and they have a lot of holes, just like just like the Raiders do. So they they can use a lot of quality mixed in with quantity as well. So they can do that. Um, but yeah, if, let's let's say Murray does go number one. They deal with Rosen, and uh, you have number two. Uh, gosh, uh, it slipped my mind. Who's that? Who's picking number two right now? It, it just forty nine. Forty nine. I'm sorry. Forty nine. Yeah, that. that would mean automatically Nick Bosa goes number two. I mean, I think right. he's concrete. He's not the most powerful, but he's definitely the best edge rusher in the draft. New York Jets are the team that are very interesting at this pick because I they're. Agree. Haskins is still, uh, from what they say, is a very uh, highly touted uh, quarterback that people are really wanting to get after. Locke is another guy that they're talking about, and um, the other guy—I forgot the other guy's name—but uh, those are two; those are three guys that these other these other teams might be wanting to go up to. That's a very interesting spot with the Jets. But let's say they sit still and take their guy, and also they can also trade back and get more quality and quantity as well. Let's say yeah. they sit still; it's either Josh Allen or Keenan or Quinn and Allen at that point. And it's a coin toss for me because I've I've kind of warmed up to Josh Allen from the last time we talked. I, I watched right. some film, not just his highlights, but game film. And he might not have the most arsenal when it comes to his pass rusher, but the guy gets off the ball, he gets upfield, he gets the job done. So I would say it's a coin toss from what they need. It seems as if they need more edge rushers in New York than they do uh, in the in the three technique. Let's say, let's say they go and take. Keenan Allen or Quinn and Allen at number th- or Quinn and Quinn and Phil Williams at number three. I would personally say that the Raiders probably would take Josh Allen at number four. Um, he's yeah. he's he looks the best, and I have I've warmed up to that because I compared him and my guy who I like Montez Sweat, and I said you know what Josh Allen does look better, and he's not as physically built as 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 Montez Sweat, but he just. He's done more production in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a strong conference. So I think that's where they would go. Josh Allen, right now, if it falls the way it is and Quinn and Allen is not on the – Quinn and Williams is not on the board, I think the Raiders go Josh Allen. Yep. I agree. You know, one thing – go back really quickly because, you know, there's all this talk about, you know, Cardinals want a quarterback. Um, the Giants want a quarterback. Actually, you know, Jacksonville, they just picked up Foles. So I'm going to guess you're going to ride with that guy. I don't see them picking a quarterback, you know, early at this point. You know, even 10, the Broncos at 10, 
That's another team. I mean, I, I it wouldn't. John Elway, I think we can all agree, isn't uh, the best um, analyzer of talent in the draft. <laughs> I think I think you can, and that's not just from a Raider fan talking about Broncos. I just, I, I mean, I think it's, I think a lot of Bronco fans would agree with me that he doesn't have a great track record in in you know Paxton Lynch and those <laughs> kinds of players. But it wouldn't. I mean, they're sitting at ten. I think with with Cardinals needing a quarterback, Giants needing a quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver maybe gets kind of some itchy feet and goes, you know, I, you know, our guy's not going to last to ten. We, you know, we need to get at three, four, or five spot, um, and we need to get our guy, whether that's Haskins or Locke. A lot. I know a lot of people have said, I, you know, Locke is an Elway type player um, uh, as far as what he looks for in a quarterback. Another team, though, that we kind of skip over every time, and keep an eye on this, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They sit at five, right behind Oakland. Jameis Winston's had a lot of time there in Tampa Bay, and he's been back and forth. I mean, that dude's hot and cold. I mean, mm-hmm. if you want to talk about an inconsistent player, I, I I was never sold on Jameis Winston from day one. I'm well documented on that. And and the Bucs, with, with what seemed to be, you know, Fitz magic was going to lead this team to a 13 and three season. And then by week five or what, you know, it was heading downhill fast. And then they put Winston in Winston blows everything up for a couple weeks. They put, I believe they put Fitzpatrick back in. Then they rode the season out with Winston. That's a very tumultuous situation over there in Tampa Bay. And I'm just telling you right now, if Haskins is still there, don't be surprised if the bucks move up for a guy like that. I, he's he's a prototypical player. He's that Jameis Winston type player. And and I wouldn't be surprised if if the Bucks are are, are say, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna bring this guy into camp like they all say. We want him to learn, quote unquote, behind Jameis Winston. Oh, you're fine, Jameis, you're job secure. But then by you know July, it's pretty clear that that, you know, Jameis isn't the guy. I'm just we're kind of sleeping on Tampa Bay and I think I think the quarterback position is a big need for Tampa because I don't think I mean, unless they're unless Jameis is their guy. I haven't read reports either way on that. It seems like it's a pretty fluid situation. But don't be surprised if Tampa might be another team too that if they're fielding calls from other teams wanting to move up and grab a quarterback, they might get a little jumpy and go, you know what? We need to we need to pull a plug on a quarterback as well. It's just I, I that's my gut feeling. Mike is gut feeling for the week. Anyway, uh, Tyler, what, what do you think? Because we've talked a little bit about this. What do you think about the Bucks? Um, I don't know what about the Bucks because <laughs> I, I don't know. Arians Arians has had a decent track record with quarterbacks. Uh, he's an offensive guy. I think he probably tries to write. If I'm in Arian's seat, here's what I do. I write out Jameis Winston one more year. I then, if if we bomb next year, who cares? Next year, the quarterback crop is so much stronger than it is this year. Right. I ride. I ride Jameis Winston. Win, lose, draw. Till the end of the season, I see what he has. If I don't like it, I get rid of it. And I'm sitting at the top of the draft next year with Herbert coming out, with Tua coming out, uh, with uh, 
I know there's more. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on the young man from Texas might be. uh, I think I I believe I think he was a sophomore last year, if I'm not mistaken. I I think so. Um, But the next two quarterback classes, in my opinion, are going to be much stronger than this year's class. So maybe he rides it out there. Um, I guess going going to the Raiders side, since that's what I mostly study, I I like staying at number four. I really like staying there. And I the reason why is because I think you can pick up one of two players that are going to be very impactful for us. I, you know, even if Williams is gone uh, or Allen is gone, that probably means that Boza may even still be there. I've seen that situation happen. I think you can pick up a guy that will impact our defense for the better for the next five years at that number four spot. And that's where I would like to stay. I would like to stay there and just take somebody who, you know, as, as best as we can tell is going to be an impact player. And I think that is either a Josh Allen, a Quinn and Williams or a Nick Boza. Now I know I might take some flack for the Nick Boza because there's some that uh, don't like Nick Boza. I'm a big fan of Nick Boza. The man is, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw his picture with him talking with Gunther and standing out on the field, but his freaking thighs are bigger than my trunk. And I'm a big man. I'm 6'3", 222, and the man has quads on his quads. Like, you, you cannot sit there and tell me that he is not going to be a good player. And in my right. mind... You know, uh, darn his history. Like he had surgery. Lots of players have surgery. Well, it's his family name. I don't care. I want the player that is going to make the biggest impact. And if you swing on him and miss, nobody's going to hold you for that. I mean, oh, Nick Boza. Yeah, that was a stupid boneheaded pick. No, it's going to be something that helps us. And I so I think one of those three people, if they are there, and I very I see, you know, the Jets have have put out that they want to uh, trade back and it may be a smokescreen. They may already have their pick decided. But if they were to trade back and you've got two quarterbacks taken in that top five or top four picks. That means you're left with either Boza, Allen, or Williams. All three of those are very, very good players, great pickups, and will impact our defense for a long time to come until they want to make a lot of money, and then we'll probably trade them away. But (laughs) that is not the point. The point is let's get some rookies in, and uh, that would address a major need because – as Raider Nation knows, we may or may not have a need as an at edge rusher uh, in this draft. So maybe, um, maybe a little bit. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. You know, I want to talk about that for just a second because you know we're talking about the draft. We're looking to the draft for an edge rush position. You know, I feel like this. The it's kind of gained steam that in our first in our top four picks. You know, in the top picks in the first thirty. You know, we got four picks in the top thirty-five picks. You know, we'll probably double up at defensive end. Obviously, you know, we just signed Benson this week. I'm pretty jacked for that. I think that's a pretty solid signing. Now, I'm not, I don't expect Benson to be one of these guys that's like, 
you know, oh, that's one of the pieces we need at defensive end. I think he's a role player guy. I think he's good. He would be a solid rotational player on the front for the Oakland Raiders. But we're, we're, we're jacked. We're excited for, you know, guys like Ferguson from Louisiana Tech that we could possibly pick up later in the first, early second. Uh, you know, Farrell from Clemson, perhaps, if he drops. I've seen a lot of people moving him back in their drafts. Um, and then, you know, obviously the Allens, the Boses, the Sweats. I, I, I'm kind of, you know, to your point, um, uh, Naaman, you know, you talked about you're starting to kind of fall a little bit more sort of in love with the Josh Allen. I've kind of moved towards the idea that, gosh, I wouldn't mind dropping back and picking up a guy like Sweat. And 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 I'd be totally cool with that if we got a guy like that, especially if Allen's off the board. If the Jets pick up Allen, you know what? If we passed on Quinn and Williams and we moved back because somebody, you know, Denver, Giants, whoever needs a quarterback and we can pick up a guy like Sweat, uh, I'm not I'm not going to be pounding the table going, oh, my gosh, this, this is a classic Oakland Raider move. Just totally bomb on a pick. I like Hurst. I like P.J. Hall. I like Hankins. I like the guys we have up in the middle right now, and I think they're just going to get better. So if we passed on a defensive tackle, I'm OK with that. Um but let's talk about really quickly, and I know this is off the draft, but we've kind of passed over Arden Key, you know, the young man that we picked, you know, I believe what second round last year in the draft third. out of LSU, third round, third round out of LSU, one of these players that we figured, gosh, this is one of these guys that, you know, we can develop, he's going to get better. And I felt like we saw that a lot. He had a lot of moments where he almost had moments. Yeah. Like there were a lot of points in games where it was like he was that close to making a big play in the backfield, to making a sack. It's just, you felt like the, the game has to slow down for him a little bit. That's what I felt like. Like you could, like he was putting himself in position to make plays. He just, he just wasn't closing the play. Don't sleep on Arden Key yet, Raider Nation. And that's all I'm going to say about that thing, because this guy's going into year two. Um, and I think as this game slows down, I mean, let's not remember, like Khalil Mack, I... Somebody exactly. mentioned it somewhere, and I don't have I don't have the numbers in front of me. But Khalil Mack wasn't dropping, didn't drop you know 15 sacks his first season. You know he was a develop he was a player. Now I'm not comparing Key to Mack. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying that look, we don't need to throw Key overboard yet either. We don't need to go. Oh my gosh, we obviously we we need help at defensive end. But Key is one of those players. I think that's a juggernaut piece. We're so focused on getting one of these young defensive ends out of this draft that I'm going, I'm excited for that, but be ready for key to perhaps maybe not break out, but have, a, have maybe an, a seven, eight, maybe nine sack type season. Wouldn't surprise me at all, especially with a strong guy on the other end, you know, a, a, a Josh Allen, a sweat, somebody like that. Um, so let's let. But as we talk about this draft, don't don't sleep on Key because I think this guy, I think this guy's role. We haven't fully we haven't fully realized this guy's role at the defensive end position yet, and I think there's a lot of potential still there that we're gonna see in 2019. That's just my hunch. But um, what do you guys the, think? I was gonna make the same comparison, the same thing that I thought of when Mac first came on with the Raiders. He didn't have a great rookie year. He had a lot of learning to do, and he, as big as he was, he had a lot of growing in, in, in the in the field room and on the field to do. If the game slows down for Arden Key, he's going to blow past people. He was so many times where he actually missed the guy because he came up too hard and he'd blow right, right. past and grab the hip and spin off. I, I, he must have did that three or four times last year. 
And I agree right. with you 100% with Key. He's going to mature, and I think he's going to do a little more uh, weight in his ass and, and gain some weight and um, and, yeah. and be able to anchor that end a little bit better. But I, I'm the same way. Do not sleep on Arden Key. He's going to be... He's going to be the man this year. He's going to have to be. He has no choice. He's going to have all the opportunity to be the man, and I think he's going to seize that moment. And you know who? what else is going to help Key this year is a second year from uh, P.J. Hall and Maurice Hurst. If they can eat yeah. up blocks on the inside with increased tech or with better technique, better film right. study, all of that increased weight as well, they're going to be monsters in the middle, and they are going to command double teams which opens up an end for Key to bend around the edge and hopefully somebody else as well. So I think that I think that whole line will get better this year and they're all going to just feed off of each other, which I think will be great. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but getting back to the draft, I'm with you guys. Stay. I, I think stay put it for. I'm I'm down with that, especially if Josh Allen's there. Uh, that's going to be one of those picks that I think. That's an immediate impact player. Pair Josh Allen with Ardent Key on the, you know, doubling up defensive end. I like that. I, I think you got two really speedy players, two lengthy players on both sides, you know, both ends of the line. Um, and I, I think it's, it'd be hard for Oakland to go wrong there. The only thing I would worry about is not being coached up or something like that, because I believe that phys- the athletic ability is there for both those players. So at four, Stay put. I'm looking at this at this draft and all these. There, there are going to be, I think next year, there are going to be a load of teams in search of a quarterback. And I, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves at 2020. But, I mean, I'm looking at if Bucks pass on a guy, you're talking the Buccaneers, perhaps the Bengals, um, uh, the Panthers. I know there were rumors about the – I've talked with a lot of Panther fans. I actually, I don't know how this works, but I have a lot of friends that are Panther fans, and they're kind of <laughs> done with with uh, uh they're done with cam newton i think that's interesting wow. um they're like man we're ready to move on like uh, like i feel like it's just like hot and cold and i'm just that kind of surprised me i don't you know maybe that's just fan talk i don't know if that's you know starting to hit the rumor mill i don't know but steelers another team you know big ben getting older i know they've got guys you know supposedly in place there but there are a lot of teams i'm looking next year that uh might be you know, might be in shock. Heck, I mean, I hate to say it, but perhaps even Oakland, depending on how this season goes, might be in the market for a quarterback next year. So that draft, you want to talk about people clamoring for quarterbacks next year with the crop that's coming out and at least five or six teams probably going to be in need of quarterback services next year. You could see some pretty hot and heavy trades in the 2020 draft moving up to grab some of these guys. And guess who has two uh, first round picks in that draft? Right. The Raiders. Right. I tell so you, you what. You guys yeah. remember the 1990 uh, draft with the Dallas Cowboys? Not to that magnitude of what did they have? 18 picks or something like that in that draft. <laughs> but they they have something in a modern day era of this draft that is at that capital. They have so many right. picks where they can actually rebuild this entire roster. Even if they were to trade back, from was it 24 and 27? They were to trade back and get more and jump back into the second and the third round. Gosh, they can literally rebuild this team and make something special out of it. Now, let me, if I may, if you yeah. zag while everybody else is zigging in the media, let's say hypothetically that the Arizona Cardinals do not take Kyler Murray and they, and they stick with Rosen because that, that is a possibility. Yes. It's totally a possibility. Like, you know, we got a guy, they have more holes on that roster than they do, you know, at quarterback where they have to feel like they have to draft another quarterback. Now, let's say they do stick with number one. They don't take Kyler Murray. I think they go with Bosa. 
And that throws a wrinkle into everything. Yeah. If they go Bosa there, you're looking at Allen and, and Quinton Williams getting pushed up big time at second yep. and at third. And it leaves the Raiders there. Okay, well, Josh Allen might be there. Quinton Williams might be there. Who knows what that, that, that fourth pick will be. Now, let's say if their guy isn't there and they're looking at it and we're left with, so if Bosa's one, you got Quinton two, you got Josh Allen three. Yeah. Who are the Raiders going to pick at a defensive line or defensive end position that's worth the fourth pick overall? I don't think there is one. I think they were. I agree. I think they were flirt around and trade back because Kyler Murray technically is still on the board. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and the, you're gonna have you're gonna have the Broncos. You're gonna have the 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 Giants. Both you know teams. I think would be ecstatic if Murray were still there. I'm still beating the drum for the Redskins. Those Gruden brothers. Please tell me. Uh, no, they talk. They know they talk. So this is a position where Jay has a bunch of picks. Gruden has a pick that he wants, and his quarterback possibly sitting at number four, which is still very, uh, very doable and very possible. He trades back at that position and acquires a second and a third, or a third and a fourth, or whatever it may be that 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 fourth pick they think is is reasonable to be dealt at. We can. Oh man, can you imagine? Can you imagine you still get a first round mid pick and you still get those two late twenty round or twenty twenty or so picks and you still have the rest of your draft plus another second, third, or fourth sprinkled in there? You're talking right. about a team that can really change right overnight and just blow us away Thursday in just one round. And right. we could be a completely different looking team. And I'd be right. so excited if something like that happens. I, I like Quinn and Williams. I like Josh Allen now. I would want those guys on the team, but I would not be mad if we picked up more capital and they were able to pick more guys that are going to be starters or even good enough to be at you know at 20 to 23 years old to, to knock off some of these older guys that are coming along and it, it's, it's not, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that were to happen it wouldn't yeah that one yeah be. i think that's a wrinkle definitely that that we've kind of assumed i feel like the last month we've assumed that kyler murray murray cardinals done deal you know but i mean how many times do you get the first 10 picks of the draft you think you know what's going to happen and next thing you know you know a wide receivers take it at five you know and you're like what in the world you know are you kidding me so uh, I, in fact i believe the titans did that here not too far along ago i don't think it was quite at the fifth pick but they took uh the young man out of uh i believe it was was it Western? yeah yeah and it was a pretty high pick if i'm not mistaken and that had everybody pretty well shook so, uh, um, yeah, we've kind of settled into this comfortable idea that Kyler Murray's going at one. If so that doesn't here's, happen, here's that's going to be crazy. Here's an interesting tidbit that I just picked up on Twitter in probably the past hour. Or no, it was this afternoon. Um, Kyler Murray canceled his visit to the Redskins. So oh, wow. that, is, uh, that is a new piece of information to this puzzle that may or may not mean anything. Um right. But I'm, you know, if if the uh, Redskins were going to trade up, I would think he probably would go meet with them, like to the number one pick or, or wherever to take yeah. Kyler Murray. I would think that he would probably go meet with them, whereas he has met and had private uh, workouts with uh, the Cardinals, I want to say at least twice. I think he's had private meetings with the Cardinals. So... I don't know if that means anything. Also, Josh Rosen was in camp today, um, and uh, Cliff Kingsbury was like, yeah, he's here. He works hard. He's a very smart young man. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what that means if he's trying to, like, trade back and get somebody to come trade up. I don't know. 
all of this is just a great big puzzle that I am super excited will be uh, solved in about a, a week's time. It, it really is. I, I could see, you know, we, we're, we focus a lot on the forward pick, but that, I mean, with Oakland at 24 and 27, I mean, imagine if somebody, you know, a big name slides back a bit. You know, imagine if, you know, I don't know, what if Ed Oliver's still there at 13 or 14 or something like that? And, and you know, that's a guy high on Oakland's list. You know, and Oakland's going, well, we've got a 20. I mean, imagine if we could pair Ed Oliver with, you know, we picked up Josh Allen. Imagine if we could put Ed Oliver on that Man. line, too. I mean, are, are you kidding me? That's crazy. You know, <laughs> well, we've got a 27 pick sitting right behind us, you know. I could see Oakland dealing if if one of these big name players slides back and they're going, look, you know, this we can't believe this guy's fallen this far. Let's see if we can make a move, make a play, because this guy should have gone seven rounds ago or, you know, seven picks ago. Um, and we're I mean, you're really going to have to pay attention to each pick, because with three picks out of 32, like anything is possible. Anything is Absolutely. possible. And that's. I, I tell you, is there anything better than having options, man? Are you kidding oh, me? Man. Oh. And what's even better than that? We got the man at GM with Mike Mayock. We and did. I don't know if I don't know if you heard his press conference, guys, earlier last week or this week, but he was talking about how other coaches around the league wanted his big board to kind of gauge off what everybody else was gonna do. Wow. He's he said that he has coaches calling him like, man, I miss talking football with you because they can't do yeah. that anymore. He's got to work for the team. And he jumped around like, yeah, so who are you taking? You know? And yeah. um, just having Mike Mayock there in that mind, in that in that war room with Gruden, obviously, who's going to be making the final shot, you know, final call. But I really do feel like Gruden's going to, obviously, he made this this transaction with, with bringing in Mayock because he needed help and he wants to gain that knowledge from someone and listen to somebody that has this knowledge. Mayock's track record, I mean, you look at it, he's he's batting, he's not batting 300. He's not a Hall of Famer when it comes to, right. to to picking. You know, he's he's human too. But to have that type of knowledge on our team to in our organization to to be able to make these these things happen and knowing what other teams need and knowing these these personalities, coaches and 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 and, and who's on these teams and what they would do, I think it's just I think gives us a one up, especially picking at number yep. four. I think it's just yep. gonna be huge. We have an advantage. We really well, do. And I think I think his expertise even comes in better in later rounds. I mean, we're talking about a guy who just lived on college tape for yeah. years. He yeah. knows these guys. Like if somebody falls from a, a no-name school down into the sixth round, uh, there's not very many. There are not very many people that I trust more than Mike Mayock to go in and be like, I know that guy. I've watched his tape. He is good. He will help us in the sixth round. Like that's that's where you win. That is and where I, teams win. That's going to happen. Like the way you just put it, that's well said. Like I really feel like that will happen because he's gonna know. He has the knowledge that more than anybody else out there. He's oh man, I'm just so excited. I get losing my breath. <laughs> I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. That those things are all highly possible. And it's just exciting to know that, gosh, we're on our way, guys. We really are. We're right. on our way. And I feel like for the first time in a long time, like I have confidence that we're going to pick like solid players. And I know like that sounds silly or stupid maybe to the outside fan, but for so long, you know, we've kind of had this maybe internal joke as an, you know, amongst Raider nation, or it's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a classic Oakland Raider move or, you know, a classic, you know, uh, you know, 
God rest his soul, Al Davis move. And, you know, just pick somebody fast that's way too early. Or, you know, or pick somebody who's got a whole lot of upside, you know, in the at number three overall. And it's going to be like, and we'll end up passing on, you know, a Hall of Fame, you know, quarterback or receiver or whatever. And, but I feel like for the first time, there there are brands behind the operation as far as I have confidence that, like, who, the person who's who's manning the ship here knows what they're doing. And, and that we're not gonna, we're gonna have to really work hard. I think Mayock and Gruden are gonna have to work hard to mess it up. Like, I, I think they would have to, it would be really difficult for them to mess it up. And maybe that's just blind faith as a fan, but I just, it's a totally different feeling than it's been in the past. I feel like we've got, we've got, there's stability at that leadership position. I like guys know what they want. Mayock, like you guys mentioned, I mean, he makes his living off of doing this. Like, like this is, this, <laughs> this is his bread and butter. Are you kidding me? This is right in his wheelhouse. If there's, if there's another Gruden grinder out there, I mean, when you see Mayock, a GM of a team sitting in slacks and, and, you know, Nike tennis shoes on the, on the turf clocking guys, I mean, this guy's a GM. He's not a scout, you know, he's a GM, but he's down there like a scout running his numbers because that's what he does yeah. you know and, and i love that i love that kind of kind of lunch pail working man mentality and i think that's we're going to see that that pay off you know big time as as time goes on so we'll see we'll see so so to wrap it up 24 27 name it who do you want 24 27 use your final pick as the gm here before this draft gets underway gosh i really want that tight and hawkinson man but <laughs> <laughs> He's fallen there in almost every mock draft. I'm not a big mock draft guy, but I, you know, I'm paying attention. And he's fallen there every single time, and I'm just loving it. Because if they get him, personally, I think that's an upgrade to an older Jared Cook. You start hitting him with, with, with Derek Carr. Oh, man. And two, two, three years down the road, he does everything. He does. He'll block for you. He'll catch for you. He's a beast. That is definitely the guy I hope is still on the board at that time. Uh, when it comes to the 27th pick, something that they need, uh, there's a hole in our offensive line, and I really feel like that's something they need to 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 uh, to address. Uh, who they pick, I, you know, I'm not really a big offensive line guy. I haven't really been looking at that. Offensive linemen coming out of college are so raw, and they need some work. Uh, so I haven't really paid attention to who's available at that spot. But that's, I would say, offensive guard or even a hybrid guy that can swing uh, around and, and move around the line. But if you guys have a name, that's those are my two. That's If you guys were thinking along the same lines, I would say an offensive lineman there at, uh, at the 27th pick. You're, you're right up Tyler's alley, man. Tyler, take it away, man. That's that's He's singing your song. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am. I have uh, I've been preaching for probably the past, I don't know, four weeks. I believe in my heart of hearts that one of those picks in the first round is going to be an offensive lineman. I don't think it's going to be four, but I would not be surprised if they move back from four that they pick up somebody, uh, an offensive lineman. I would not be surprised at all. If like 24, 27 or 35 is an off is a guard is a, is a trench warrior. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's not a, that's not an awesome pick. That's not a, a quote on sexy, sexy pick. pick. Right. Exactly. Right. Not a sexy pick, but we do have a need on the offensive line. I feel like our two tackle positions 
are, are pretty much set in stone. You're going to have Brown on one side and uh, Miller on the other side. Rumor is is that Miller's staying on the left side. So Ooh. what you know, whatever is whatever it is with that, and then you've got Jackson and Hudson. Jackson will be starting. He may move back to the left side, which is where he started when he as a rookie. Um, and uh, there's kind of that hole on that right hand side at guard. Now we did resign Denzel Good. Um, I think that's his first name. Good. And, uh, he filled in there, did fairly well at the end of last year, but that's a very small sample, uh, three games at the end of the year that may or may not mean anything to the other team. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at 24 though. Like if Hawkinson's there, yep. He's my pick. That is the man right there. Yeah, he is. He reminds me of of Kittle from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both just Swiss Army knives. They both can block. They both can run routes. Uh, they both have great hands. And we saw what Kittle did in San Francisco last year. Um, and then at twenty seven, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a, a DeAndre Baker or if a Byron Murphy drops mm-hmm. down there. Uh, even a Nasir Adderley, I don't mind that pick either. Uh, if if he's still around at that late of a of a pick, but I mean DeAndre Baker has not given up a uh, a touchdown pass in three was it three or two or three years, Mike? I can't remember that. Yeah, stat it's an the- insane amount for the SEC. Yeah, That's crazy. in the SEC. So I mean, you're telling me or a Greedy Williams? I've seen Greedy Williams fall down that far as well. Um, but I wouldn't be mad to to see either any of those guys taken in, you know, in that position either. Sounds like <laughs> that might be my child. My child, Raider Nation, has to go to bed. And oh, like me, boy. I, I I hate going to bed. I'm a night owl. I saw I was I'm, was yeah, I'm 25 years old and I hate going to bed. Now I don't quite pitch a fit like that. But that is that is definitely my side of the family. So <laughs> the radio waves. Uh, I am not under an attack. That is, that is my little one um, upstairs. So, dude, I like it. I like it because because I think you know you guys bring up the you know offensive line position, which honestly hasn't been something we've seen a lot as far as getting mock drafted a lot. And right. obviously, mock drafts, you know, they're lies damn lies and mock drafts i feel like and and but i do think you know you guys you bring up a good point that offensive line might need a piece or two left still you know to to fill in the to fill in the gaps and and i could i could definitely see it i just i hope i don't think an offensive lineman is smart at four overall i think there's defensive talent so please please oakland let's not let's not go that route i beg you so i really feel like every team in every draft that they come into should take Lineman, at least one, both on the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. I think that's yeah. something you just have to do. You got to do your due diligence in that area because you don't get a pass rusher every day and you don't get someone that can block those pass rushers every day. You have to get right. something that you feel comfortable with that you can mold that has a body frame and a technique that's going to work with your system and just put them down, sit them down, coach them up, and try to get the most out of that person because they're not going to be. Yep immaculate they're not going to be you're not you're not going to find you know trent brown in the first round you're not going to find um i was going to say colin miller holy smokes uh you're, you're not going to find <laughs> found these him guys. in the first round yeah we did him. find him but yeah. you know you're not going to find these guys in the first round so 
if you can find somebody that's going to be there in the late first that you can look at and say, you know what, we got this 27th. We also pick it 36, 35. You wow. know, that, that might be that might be a spot where they pull the trigger because that might be a guy that they they see that like this guy can go the next few picks high in the second round. And right. gosh, I, I really do feel like that's what they need to address. They have the running back from Alabama falling there. And I, I just don't think that's something they're going to address that early in the round in the draft. Um, I think those running backs come a dime a dozen. You, you bang them up for five years, give them their, their four years with their fifth year option, you let them go. Um, right. So, so I really think that that's something that they're going to really be targeting. Defensive line, offensive line, I think are two things that they need to address with those first three picks. Yep. And and I think and I think if we if we learned anything, you got to keep Carr upright. If if you want to get the most out of Carr, you got to give him a clean pocket. So it would behoove Oakland to make sure. That front five is a is a brick wall. That's for sure. So Raider Nation, Naaman Jackson's the name. Go check him out on Twitter. He is the man on the ground, boots on the ground for all of your Vegas Stadium updates. Once again, Naaman, man, we appreciate your time. Drop it one more time, man, for those of us on Twitter and for guys like me who have a short term memory loss. Where can we find you? I am Oakla Vegas Raider on Twitter. That's O A K L A Vegas underscore R A R. Awesome, man. Naaman, we appreciate your time once again. Dude, sit back, relax. In a week, we got the draft. And uh, afterwards, we're going to get you back on, and we're going to get your take on it. And once again, obviously, another update on the stadium. So, I'm ready, man, take ready to rock. I'll be ready. Awesome, man. Thank <laughs> you so much for your time, Raider Nation. Naaman Jackson, thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Peace. I can't see nobody stopping us. Yeah. We're unstoppable. Went through a whole lot of obstacles. I saw we did the impossible. Run all that paper. Raider Nation, we are psyched to have the safety from Arkansas Tech on the show with us today. Quay Rose, man, we appreciate your time. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Fantastic. Fantastic. Man, here we sit a week away from the draft, man. I mean, this is obviously has to be a big time for you. But before we get into that, can you kind of take us back a little bit to the beginning, man? Where did this journey start for you? Uh, this journey probably started about a couple years ago. I was in the 10th grade. I played football in junior high, but I wasn't like, I wasn't no standout athlete. You know? And once I got to the 10th grade, you know, I, I kind of I got better at it. I was a corner, but I played receiver. We ran a wing T, so it was like wing back receiver, quarterback, basically athlete, did it all. And um, I ended up falling in love. Like, I always loved to play defense. I was real good at defense and basketball. So I ended up playing corner, and my coach, he was like, uh, his name is Keith Anthony. He told me we was at practice, and all the corners were playing good. Everybody was playing basically the same, same amount of production. And he said, whoever can tackle, that's who will start at corner. And, like, my whole life I've been behind. Like, I've always had to look up to people and try to fill their shoes. Or, like, always behind somebody trying to compete with somebody. And I was like, man, I'm t- I got tired of it, you know. So, basically, I did everything I could. I was jumping on everybody back, making plays. <laughs> I ended up having the most tackles at practice. And – end up starting and from that point on I probably allowed probably like five catches that my sophomore season I, as a sophomore 
I had five interceptions. I led the team and the conference in interceptions. And, wow. yeah, I had got out of conference, and then I moved to Springdale, Arkansas. And once I moved up there, now that was, like, one of the hardest uh, decisions I really had to make because before I moved to Springdale, I was living in McGee, and my mom had moved to Memphis, and she wanted me to move to Memphis with her. And I had moved up there for, like, a month. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't let me on the football team. So I was like, well, they're not going to let me play sports. You know, I want to go back home where I can play sports. So I left her, went back home, played for a year, then I moved to Springdale. And when I moved to Springdale, my mom told me that I had broke her heart. And being 15, 16, and your parents telling you that you, you know, you broke their heart, is it, it take a lot on you, you know, it take a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. So I made a promise to her that I was going to go to I I didn't know how I was going to get there. I just knew I was going to get there and I was going to play football. So, I mean, I always had a dream to be a Razorback. You know, everybody wants to play for the home state. So, I, I just had a dream I was going to be a Razorback. So, I, you know, I just, in football, I just started giving my all. I was working hard day in, day out, giving everything I had. And my coach realized, you know, like I had some potential to play college ball. So, he helped me out. He reached out to coaches. And I ended up signing to Pitt State in uh, Kansas. And that was the year they had – I signed to them the year that they won the national championship. And once I signed to them, I had went there, finished um, training camp, and my sister had to have a heart surgery. So I ended up mm-hmm. coming back home. And once I came home, uh, I had an old friend play football with him. He contacted me. He's like, hey, man, you need to get in school, you know. So I ended up getting into school at Tech. And once I got into school, um, he was like, man, you, you should try for the football team, you know. So I ended up talking to the coaches, ended up walking on, basically. And I ended up earning a scholarship the next spring. I had one most uh, improved. And I remember, like, this one play that I remember, this really was just – changed my mindset to, like, I know I can compete. I had uh, broke up a pass. He ran a, a seven cut, and I broke up the pass, and I broke it up so quick. Like, when I got there, like, I just jumped up there and knocked the ball down, and my coach was like, <laughs> my coach was like, hey, man, like, don't do that. I, I, was, <laughs> I, I was like, what? It's like, catch the ball. <laughs> if you could catch that ball – and you can get you can do a lot for your mom. And from that point on I took that I took what he told me and I was like, Well, I, I really I really can because I was I would always get there, you know, I was anticipating it. I knew what was happening, so I was getting there making the plays. And I was like, if I can touch it with this hand then I can catch it with the other hand. So from that point on I took it from no PBUs, every play is an opportunity to take it away. So I started trying to take the ball away as much as I could and everything ended up working out. And then I end up uh, starting as a freshman. My freshman year, I was uh, all-conference, led the uh, conference in interceptions. I was second on the team in tackles. And after my freshman season, I lost my brother. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, I was really – I went from – I was here, and I was just – it was a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Just – it was a real roller coaster. Up and down, spring was – probably the worst spring I had ever had, you know, really had never done uh, dealt with something like that. 
being around someone every day of your life and then never seeing them again, you know, it was tough. So I had a, a conversation with someone. They told me you can take it and go here or you can take it and go there. Mm. And I'm, I'm the type of person I always want to improve. I never want to, you know, take steps back. So and I made a promise to my brother that one day I was going to make it to the league. And I, I'm going to work hard as I can to get there. So, and one night, I know it's going to sound crazy, but one night I had a dream. Like, it was a long time ago I told him, like, I was just talking, but I was like, man, I'm going to go to the league, bro. I'm going to get us a, a little convertible. We're going to be riding down. It's going to be red. We're going to ride down. You're going to be hanging out the car. And I had the I had the dream. I had a dream that I was in a convertible and he was sitting beside me and we was we was driving, he was hanging out of the car. And it was crazy and I was like, Man, this this must be a sign, you know? So I just I took it, ran with it, and man, I just been grinding, getting everything I got. I do it I really do it for him, my brother, my family, my daughter, my son, both of my daughters. Like it's just a lot, you know. So wow. that pushes me every day because really it's to the point where it's not about me. It's really about the people around me because I know they believe in me and the, the stuff that they put into me, the trust and all of that. Like I, I want to bring, I want to give something up out of it. Mm -hmm. Wow! Uh, I tell you what, this this is amazing because this is truly something that there were a lot of points in your journey to this point where you could have nobody would have would have put you down for saying, look, we understand you, you got to hang it up. You got to, you know, you've got other issues. You've got, you've got family matters to deal with. Nobody's gonna put you down for something like that. But you, you persevered for lack of a better word. I think it's a perfect word for you. You persevered through all, I mean, <laughs> you know, breaking your mama's heart, you know, yeah. you know, moving and, and then, and then the tragedy with your brother, you've kept through that to get to this point. And it sounds like you've used that as motivation to, to just really inspire you to keep getting to this, to, to really where you are now. And, and, and at any point there were, there were all kinds of points along the way you could have just said, no, th there's too much going on. This needs, I need to put this away. I got to deal with other things. And, but to fight through that, that, that really is impressive. That, that is, I mean, that's, that's having a dream. That's having a goal, and, and that's something that anybody can look up to and say that you know that's what I can do. Like you said, I, I could take it up here, or I could I could go down with it. And yeah. and you chose to let it inspire you and, and to push you even harder to work even harder and to know that look, one day, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the league. And now here you are. I mean, I, I'm watching film, and and you're one of the most. I mean. Raider Nation, you got to go check it out. There's some highlights out there. I mean, dude, you're you're you are like a fanatic on the field, man. Like you're you're jumping around all over the place. That's the first thing I noticed. It's like this dude, like he covers some ground fast, man. I mean, yeah. it's it's point A to point B in no time, and yeah. and that's that's what you're wanting in a safety. And I'm and I'm looking at these stats. I mean, 2017. 85 total tackles, 48 of those were solo, second on the team, 11th in the conference. Um, your five picks. Team, five picks, first team, all great American conference. I mean, that that's I, that's fantastic stuff right there. I mean, that's you, you took it from a low point and said, no, I'm going to build on this. And, and yeah. you see the product on the field, and you see it in the highlight tape, man. And that's, I mean, that's 
that's going to come in handy because I mean you're getting into the league. You're getting into the league. I'm just telling you that right now. I, I that, that's awesome. And so with that, now here we sit, a week away, man. We're a week away from the kickoff of the draft. You've come. I mean, your your story. You, you've come this far. We're we're here. It's a week away. Tyler, you you had a question for him. How, how does he? How does he prepare? What what, were you, right. what was your question for him at this point, Tyler? Yeah, so just, you know, what what types of things are you doing to get, to, what types of things did you do to get ready for your pro day, uh, getting ready, you know, working out in front of scouts and stuff, what types of things, you know, what do you do to calm your nerves, what do you do to, to prepare for a situation like that, I mean, that just, that's like, that's like me trying to prepare for my physical therapy exam, trying to take all of these things and be like, okay, this is what I really want to do for the rest of my life. How did you prepare for that, for those moments? Well, honestly, I wasn't really prepared. So I had to get my, my focus right. You know, I wasn't really like, I, I had been training like prior to, January, I've been training, you know, doing football activities, right. but never really training for this particular point, you know, and I ended up uh, signing with uh, my agent, and I found this guy, DeJean Ben and Jace Mon. It wasn't no big, they're not no big time guys, you know, nothing like that, but they, they know that word, and they believe in me, and that's all, that's all I needed somebody to believe in me, so when they believed in me, and I know, I told myself, no matter what they put me through, I always believed that what they were doing was going to work out. So I had gone through defensive drills, defensive skill work, footwork, and um, going through weight training. I got a lot stronger. And I know, like, every time I like I read articles about me, and it it'll say, like, raw talent from an NFL's pro- prospect. And I, I always knew that. Like, I knew that I was behind on footwork and all of that. But I always knew that I could p- compete. So I really focused more on my footwork and all of that. And, like, I practiced everything. But I, like, focused. I keyed in on that. My footwork and my man-to-man technique, my focus and all of that. And I just focused on all of that and opened up. I got my hips a lot better. So, like, I feel like I was just really focused on footwork, technique, and discipline and everything like that. Right. Well, so so take us through the mind of Quay Rose right now. A week away from the draft, man. I mean, obviously, this is what you've been prepping I mean, this is what you've been prepping for. This is what you've been training for. This is what you've been playing football for. How are you going to spend the draft? Are you going to be with friends and family? What's that going to look like for you? It's going to be. I'm going to be. I'm going to be here in the living room with my mom, my dad, my brother. Hopefully my sisters and everybody can make it. I'm gonna be here. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna watch it from the couch. Awesome. Pray everything works the way it's supposed to. Awesome, awesome, man. Now, so, what's the mood like, man, with the family? Excited, nervous, a little bit of both, scared? Honestly, I think they look. They they're more excited than I am. <laughs> 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 they, I, I I don't hear enough of it. It's, they 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 really excited. I can tell that they really proud of me as how far I've came. Well, they should be. Yeah, I know they want the best for me, and they they want to see me on TV. I know it's a lot to it, but yeah, 
um, yeah, I appreciate them. <laughs> so awesome. another question: Who do you? Who do you? Uh, maybe you just try to be yourself, but is there a player in the league that you try to emulate your game or, or pattern your game after? Uh, most definitely, Tyron Matthew. Mm. Yeah, he I likes like to that. take the ball away, and, and like what made me really key into his style was. He forced turnovers. He makes plays. And if you have somebody that can force turnovers and make plays, then you can't keep them off the field. Right. No matter who in front of him, no matter what, if he's making plays, he's forcing turnovers, and the person in front of you not doing that, then you're gonna, it's going to be in your head. You're going to be like, man, I might need to give him an opportunity. So I always looked up to him, and he always knew how to overcome obstacles. He He's he very tough, and I like that about him. Absolutely, I, that's a good. I'll tell you what. If there's a there's a good safety to model your game after. I tell you what, we we've, we've had our fair share of fits with him as Raider fans. I can tell you that. Sure. Let me ask you. Growing up now, you're you haven't been drafted yet. Is there a team that you favored growing up? Were you a fan of a certain NFL team? Do you do you see yourself maybe going? Gosh, this would be a dream come true if this team picked me. Is there anybody like that? Uh, yeah, my favorite team growing up was. The Seahawks, cause they nice. defense, their defense was just so it was nice, just tough, oh, relentless, running to the ball, hitting like the like their DBs. At one point, almost everybody was a Pro Bowl player, like everybody you know making plays. Right. And that's really what I like. I like I don't want to have to be the only one making plays. I like when everybody's making plays. Like my coach taught me. My uh, defensive coordinator, his name is uh, Rayleigh, Rayleigh Jackson. He taught me that players make plays on me. Like, it's a chemistry. I started and everybody makes plays. It's just a chain reaction. And I, I didn't really know notice what he was saying until I made an interception at practice. He took me out, and it just rallied from there. It was fumbles, interceptions, scooping scores. Just, and then he put me to the side and was like, you see what I'm saying? And then just, I like I like I like stuff like that. That's why I like defense so much. That's awesome. That, I tell you what, the, the the Legion of Boom over there, they've kind of gotten a bad rap. I feel like recently everybody's like, oh, the Seattle defense, it's kind of heading downhill. But I tell you what, they got some young players over there last yeah. year that they, they. I think that thing's just reloading. I hate to say that as a Raider fan, but <laughs> it's it's not deniable, man. They they got some players on defense, and I think what's going to happen is is as these guys develop, it's just gonna it's just gonna become an animal once again. Yeah. They they kept Wilson, you know, Russell Wilson got paid. He's the man over there. I think that's yeah. fantastic if you're a Seahawk fan. And uh, I think it's I think it's just gonna be I think they got a lot of good years to come. That pains me to say as a Raider fan, as as living just you know West Coast. But I have to admit it that they got something good going on over there in Seattle. So, man, that's fantastic. So, family's excited. You guys are getting ready to rock and roll. Um, uh, what what's the thing for you that that I, I would guess that what, what's the biggest um, driving force when you get in you know once when you get drafted once you get in the nfl what, what do you what do you i guess what do you see your mindset being where do you think what what do you think it's going to be like is it going to be surreal or are you like, like 
is it just like daily grind back at it again? Because I mean, this is your job now. You know, this is yeah. this has been school. This has been you know college. But now, I mean, this is straight up a profession. Well, I, like, are you? Do you feel like you're gonna have to mentally adjust to that, or is this just? A, a game on a different level with athletes who obviously we see the numbers it's 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 crazy what it takes to get into any kind of professional level you know it's it's one out of every 100 you know it's one i, I it's it's a ridiculous number um yeah. what what do you what do you expect that to be like do you have any expectations at the next level have you talked with anybody at the next level to say hey man you know be prepared for this do you have any expectations like that yeah, I know it's going to be a lot different. I know it's a different breed of athletes, but it all comes down to, really it comes down to confidence. Like, do you believe, like you can line up in front of someone, but if you don't believe in yourself, then you're going to lose, you know. Right. But if I, I feel like if I line up in front of a receiver and I believe in myself and he believes in himself, then I feel like I can come out on top because I believe in me. I know if I'm the only one that believes in me, then that's all that I need. And if I get one other person to believe in me, then it's just going to keep on going from there on. But I know it's going to be a lot different, but I've always treated it like a a job. Because what we, we did in college got our coaches paid. And if we didn't get our job done, then we got our position took. And it was D1 transfers coming in. I honestly was the fifth man on the roster when I went to Tech and started. Wow. I had to work my way up. So I, I know how to start from the bottom and climb and climb and fight, light, and everything that I can get there. So I, I kind of, like, I know how to compete. I know what I, if I want it, I know that I can achieve it, you know. And I know that's how it's going to be there. They're not going to give it to you. Nobody's going to back down because they're trying to feed their family just as much as I'm trying to feed mine. So it really just comes down to who wants it the most, you know. Right. That's, that's really how I see it. Wow, this is amazing too because you've, you've, we've seen the evolution of you. I mean, as far as we've, seen, you know, you've, you didn't come out as a five-star recruit and walk right on to Alabama, LSU, and and you know, great things were expected. That kind of thing. You like you said, you started fifth on the roster, man. You started, you know, you you started down. You worked. You hustled. You you know, you were grinding your way all the way to the top. And, and here you sit, now you're ready for the draft, you know, four years later. Like, that that has to come in so much handy. That, that has to come, like, that has to be something that, like, like you said, you believe in yourself because you've seen, like, you've lived what you've done. You haven't had anything given to you. You haven't, you haven't always been at the top and said, hey, man, I get to start right up here. And, you know, I'm at a big school, so my chances are moving on just because I'm here you know, I got a solid chance. Like you've you fought, you've scrapped for everything you wanted, and you moved your way up. And that's, I mean, is that not the classic story? Is that not like what as a kid you see yourself doing? You know, we talk about yeah. it. You oftentimes like in basketball references, you want to you make that clutch three pointer at the end of the yeah. game. You make those free throws. You know, like that's what every kid dreams about. Every kid dreams about. You know. You know that underdog story, and I, I I love that kind of thing. I know Raider Nation loves that kind of thing. The underdog story of of you know kind of the working man and and just bringing that lunch pail to work every day and and you're just fighting. And now here you sit, man. You've got you've got an agent. You're ready for the draft. And I mean this this has to be like a dream come true. I mean this has to be like a kind of surreal that, that you've made it to this point. That is fantastic, Raider Nation. I know personally. 
we need help on defense. If you've watched Oakland at all within the last 15, 20 years, Oakland needs some defensive help. And, and I feel fairly comfortable saying that pretty much across the board. So we would be just absolutely ecstatic if we could pick you up. Uh, we've got word on the street is we've got a load of picks in this year's draft. So we've got plenty of opportunities to grab yeah. some players, man. But uh, Tyler, before we wrap it up, do you have anything else, man? I guess you can answer this if you want to or not. <laughs> have your agents given you any clues as to where they think you may go in the draft? Uh, my agent uh, called and he told me he had a dream that I went to the Dallas Cowboys. So. Oh, we boy. can't have that. We've got to yeah, we've got to be able to cheer for you. I can't cheer for you in a we Dallas have to Cowboys. Edit that part out now. Yeah. <laughs> In a de- no, I would still cheer for you, man. In in a de- whatever uniform. So you you he has this dream. You're playing for the Cowboys. What round did they take you in? He didn't tell me the round. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. personally, I'd like to see you in the silver and black. I think people, everybody looks better in silver and black. So that's uh, <laughs> that's my bias. I I know, but. Uh, no, I thank you for coming on. Thank you for taking time out of your evening. I know you, know, you said oh, I'm not real busy, but I mean, you're preparing for the draft. You're, you know, that is a lot of time, and and we appreciate you coming on, telling your story. Amazing story. I mean, just kudos to you. Hats off to you, man. A lot of respect coming from my from my end. I'm sure Mike is the same way. Let me ask you maybe just one question that will catch you off guard and uh, just see how that goes. More of a fun question. Um, I want uh, your favorite Disney song growing up. Your favorite song off of a Disney movie. Is that all right, Micah? Is that cool? Oh, yeah. yeah. Quay Rose, you have to understand, with every guest on the show, there is always an out-of-the-left-field question. And it's not scripted. It's not anything. Oftentimes, I don't know what Tyler's asking. Tyler doesn't know what I'm asking. So we put everybody on the spot. And it's often not to do anything with football. So, yeah, man. And you're required to answer. So, (laughs) Well, I say the Akuna Matata song. Oh, yeah. 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 I like it. That's a solid answer again. Man, this this has been gold. This has been gold. (laughs) Quayros, man. Again, we appreciate your time. No matter who picks you up, man, we're gonna be we're gonna be pulling for you. We'll definitely follow your story in the NFL. We really appreciate your time, man. And hey, good luck here in a week. All right, thanks. Absolutely. Hey, thank you, sir. Have a good evening. Uh you too. All right, bye bye. I can't see nobody stopping us. Yeah. We're unstoppable. Went through a whole lot of obstacles. I swear we did the impossible. Run out that paper. Once again, big shout-out, Raider Nation, to Naaman Jackson and to Quay Rose. Both fantastic interviews. Hope you guys enjoyed them. Um, you know, I, I speaking on the first one, um, uh, you know, I like I like the fact that, you know, or I feel like we are overlooking Arden Key a little bit. I'm excited to see what we have there. I'm excited to see what, what we have in a lot of these guys. Uh, Arden Key, Chris Warren the third, I feel like, is another guy that just kind of gets buried down there um, who we didn't touch on. But uh, uh, big shout-out to Naaman again for, for bringing us the visual 
and uh, uh, letting us know what's up with the um, with the stadium. And I've gone on there. I've watched that video, man, uh, and that's pretty incredible. I mean, that that sucker's coming together, and I'm I'm getting pumped for it because it's it's not a hole in the ground anymore. Like that that that, that stadium's taking shape, and uh, I'm excited to get down there. Hopefully, here in about a year, and uh, yes. uh, get in there and get in on that action because that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to have to go hit it up good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we might even just throw down a podcast from the stadium. Pod- you know, ah. we'll pod down on a Friday or Saturday before the game. Heck yeah! And, uh, and we'll just we'll just roll that route. I gotta say though, man, Quay Rose, big tip of the cat to cap to him and what he's been through in his life and. And I mentioned it there, and I'll just say it again, man. There were a lot of times, you know, lesser people, man, they, they would have just hung it up and said, you know what, there's way too much going on in my life right now. I got to focus on, you know, you know, I, I got to take my attentions off of football. But, you know, he handles his business, and he is, I mean, he's back on track, and he is, I mean, and here he is. You know, all that hard work, that dedication, and, and that, that's a lot of mental toughness, that is a lot of mental toughness yes, to, to yep. get to the point where he's at now, where more than likely, yeah, I mean, I, and I don't know the logistics or whatever, but I mean, I've seen the film, I've seen the stats, wouldn't surprise me, six, seven round pick right there, I, you know, and I don't, you know, I, I've seen the quickness there, like I said, the stats again, I, I think there's going to be a Great at team. diagnosing, right. great at diagnosing plays, like just right. either run or pass, I mean, the guy gave up five receptions in high school, right? Like that's that says a lot, right? Something kind of interesting. I'm just gonna throw these numbers out at you real quick. I didn't get to these numbers in the interview. Uh, we wanted to be respectful of Quay's time, but Quay is five nine one ninety. I don't know, Micah, if you know this, but we recently signed a safety uh from the rams his name's lamarcus joiner oh, i, I, don't I know did if hear something about that yeah. i don't know if you've heard of him <laughs> or not he's five foot eight 191 so people that say he's too small can't play in the in the league hogwash right because because they're yeah absolutely and uh there's 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 a, a good example of somebody that maybe is a little bit smaller uh and has a big impact on the field. Um, I agree. I I can't wait to hear his name called. I hope we hear it called, and uh, so he can get himself that convertible, like he he promised his brother. Yeah, so yeah, and I tell you what, that's a that's a good story to follow, and I'll be rooting for him no matter what jersey he ends up throwing on because that's just that's a that's a good human being to be you know to 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 be rooting for in life and absolutely fan, again, yep. tip of the cap to him again appreciate both those guys for coming on the podcast hopefully down the road man who knows maybe we can have him on again see how things are going and uh if we're lucky maybe we'll, uh quay will end up uh, in a silver and black and that would be fantastic um Okay, so now let's get to, we had one phone call this week from the Burton. I'm just going to start calling him the, the Burton. Burton. James Burton. It has been so long since we've heard yeah, from we the have, Burton. Yeah, we have, and I'm, I'm excited. I was, I was a little worried, to be honest. I was like, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know what's gone on, but he has resurfaced. He's back on the pod. So let's hear next from the Burton. Hey, Tyler and Micah, this is your, this is your buddy James Burton. I haven't called you in a while, but been listening to your podcast still, and it sounds like you guys are doing great. 
picking up followers on Twitter, getting listeners. So good job, man. Y'all keep up the good work. Really enjoyed this past podcast, especially with the, uh, I forgot the guy's name, uh, Silver and Black Pride, dude. Great conversation, especially about the draft and free agency. Y'all are dropping some knowledge, man. So uh, it was good. I was feeling great about the podcast and just loving y'all guys and until y'all started talking about having pedicures. Come on, man. You, as, as you would say, I think it's I think it's Tyler that says, you're killing me, man. Pedicures, come on. Dude, if you want to get a pedicure with your wife on a date day, you know, I don't understand it, but I wouldn't tell anybody. So, you know, just uh, keep that to yourself, man. Uh, hold hold tight to that man card, brother. Don't don't give it up. You're representing the Raiders. Remember, it's behind the eye patch. This is not any kind of Denver Broncos stuff. You know, I could picture John Elway getting a pedicure, but but not not you. Come on. All right, man. You know I'm joking with you. Love y'all guys. Keep up the good work. God bless you, man. James, thanks so much for the call. Tyler, I have to defend myself really quickly because I thought of this. <laughs> I thought of this. I figured you would I figured that's where we were headed. Let me defend myself uh, before I get uh shellacked. Shellacked for getting a pedicure. Okay, I first I want to remind everybody I did not get my toes painted. Like right, number one, okay? We know that. All right, basically it's a fancy mas- massage. And I'm telling you right, here's here's the difference, Tyler. <laughs> What do you think athletes get after a game? Man, they have personal trainers rubbing their legs down, rubbing ankles, calves, knees, all that kind of stuff. So you know what? I'm like an athlete, Tyler. To continue to do this podcast, I got to stay in shape. I got to I got to keep the circulation going. So that's that's how I explain it. I got to I got to keep rocking and rolling, man. <laughs> that's I so so just like an athlete, I got to get the um the calves, you know, the calf muscles loosened up, the foot muscles loosened up. And I'm just telling you, man, that's nobody knocks, <laughs> nobody knocks, you know, grown athletes for for getting massages, for getting, you know, legs rubbed down after a game. And so, you know what? I'm just, it's just the same for me. And that's, that's how I explain that. And I'm, you know what? Now I'm done. Now I'm done. <laughs> Got anything to say, Tyler? <laughs> Whatever helps you sleep at night, bro. <laughs> oh gosh, you know. I can see your point. I like as a physical therapist, I right. work with feet and a nice gentle Thank foot you. massage. I get it, but I'm not gonna like I gotta be in a lot of pain to have somebody rub my feet. And we've established that my feet are ultra ticklish. And so ah. I'm just not I'm not not a, a pedicure guy. However, you know my wife loves them, and that's you know if that makes her happy, then yes, go. go go for it. Yeah. If it makes you happy, Mike, then by all means, go and do it. It's America. It's a free country. Dang Get those right, legs rubbed, man. <laughs> Get those legs rubbed. Hey, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. But anyhow. All right, enough about me and my pedicures. James, thanks so much for giving us a call. Really appreciate it. But you know, I might take his advice and just keep that on the down low uh, from here on out. And just, uh, and just, uh, you know, when I, when I, like an athlete, need to uh, uh, 
uh, you know, get get the massage going on. I'm just gonna, I want to just get it done. And uh, you know what? Everybody else can, you know, you know, just wait until you get one, and then don't tell me that it's not an awesome thing. So, <clears throat> anyhow, back to football. You know what, Tyler? The schedule has just been released, and that it has. We could spend a, a whole segment. A tough. A tough schedule oh, at that, may I add. And it's we could spend a whole whole uh, whole pod on the schedule. Obviously, by the next podcast, man, it's going to be draft time. So let's really quickly, let's go through this. Tyler, um, at first glance, what 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 do you th- give give me a ra- give me a win loss? What, what what do you see here? Uh, let's let's go through. Uh, let's just let's rattle through them real yeah. quick. Yeah. First yeah, let's week, run through them. Denver Broncos, win or loss at home. We're at home versus the Den- versus the Denver Broncos. Yep. Monday night football. I'm going with a W yep. on that. I'll one. go with a W. I like too. a W. Now, and I'm not going to homer this. I'm not going to tell you right now that we're going to go 15 and one. I just I want Raider Nation to know that I'm a realist as well. I understand that. Look, I'm excited for our draft picks, but it's going to take time to develop too. But I do like us at home against Denver. Joe Flacco. I don't have a lot of faith in Joe Flacco. I don't know That's if that right. Denver I've, defense is, is... That had kind of uh, skipped my mind right. and like, passed by me. Right. Yeah. And I, you know what? Uh, it's going to be rocking Oakland. Oakland's living... Uh, Oakland's playing with house money because they didn't expect to, for their team to be back this year. So I guarantee to you every home game is going to be rocking. So at home, open it up against Denver. That's going to be too much for the Broncos. Yep, I like it. A W. Now we're at home again against the Kansas City Chiefs for week two. I'm going to take an L there. I think Kansas City is yep. too high-powered still. I don't know if they've done much to fix that defense. I don't think they've done much on anything to fix that defense. But no, as a matter of fact, they traded away D Ford. Right. So, uh, I mean, that that doesn't help. No. And they got rid of Justin Houston. I'll, I'll give it this. So, I think it's going to be a closer game than it was you know, this past season. I think I think Oakland will trade blows. But, again, I don't, you know, we haven't helped our defense. I mean, we've done stuff on defense, sure, but we've – you know, it's we don't have a group of guys that have played together. I, I like some of the additions we've put together, but we still got to see, man, what we've got. And yep, so that absolutely. that offense of Kansas City is too high powered. Still, I'll take an L there. Yep. So we're one and, and one. That may that may change depending on what our draft looks like right. too. But I mean, we've got three defensive ends on the roster right now. So right, right now it's it's a little scary yeah. against uh, Patrick Mahomes tearing us apart. Yep. So yeah. All right, to week three, we're at the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think, Tyler? This one's a tough one. I, I'm i leaning, I don't know. I, I guess Raider Nation can think what they want. I'm leaning towards a, a, an L yeah. on that one as well. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm not sold on their quarterback, but they do have a pretty staunch defense. Right, right. And so I, I, I think... They probably do just enough. I don't think it's a blowout, nope. but I think they do just enough to uh, to to uh, get the win. Yep. And I, I'm talking Minnesota yep. in that case. I think it'll be like a 27 to 20 kind of game. Minnesota that gets it like done. Fair. Uh, yeah. So we're one and two at this point. Then we travel on the road to the Colts. Same area. I'm going with another loss because yeah. the Colts looked really good last they year, did. and they've still got a lot of the same players yep. and a ton of cap room. So right. they they could still be making moves and trades and all kinds of stuff. Yep. So we're one and three at this point. Uh, then we got to go to London, man, and we got to play the Bears whenever we have to travel that overseas game, man. That is just uh, just a swift kick 
in the Tukas. And yep. I, you know, right I hate to. Well, here's the thing, though. The Bears. I don't know if you. I don't know if you know this, but Khalil Mack plays for the Bears. Oh, does now. he? Is that where he? Yes. Is that where he ended up landing? There was a landing? trade. Yeah, there was a trade last year oh. that kind of caused a ruckus oh. uh, amongst okay. the fans. It and uh, I wasn't so sure that's where, where he, he ended is. up going. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm teasing, of yeah. course. If, if if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, we are. Uh, uh, yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, dude, I'm going to have to chalk up an L there because Oakland yeah. doesn't travel well. Uh, it's nope, just a fact. Not. You know, when we go to the East Coast, we struggle. Now you're talking to, you know, East Coast and beyond. Like, I, I don't. Across the pond. I, honestly, I think this will be a pretty close game. I, I think it'll be like maybe a six point, three point game. But I think the Bears will get it done. I think that's a, that's a, talk about another good defense, man. The Chicago Bears have themselves a defense over there. And, yes. um. Uh, but I, they did lose their defensive coordinator. So, that's true. you know, this is this is all conjecture right. at this point. Teams may come out and they may be on fire. Teams we choose to be like, yeah, we'll look past or we should get a win there. And they may come out and, and blow us away. Right. Uh, the but Falcons were a perfect example last year. Right. I mean, you yep. want to talk about uh, 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 Jacksonville as well. I mean, both two teams that should have been just on fire again with the with the weapons they have. But like we saw in Atlanta, man, you lose a coach or two, and that whole—I mean—that was just a house of cards. That whole thing came tumbling down. And uh, talk about underperforming, both Jacksonville. Right. So, so you never know year to year. I mean, I could easily see us right now heading into the bye, one and four. I could also see us at like three and two, because I could yeah. see us beating the Vikings and the Bears. Yeah, no, well, I can see that happening. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing is it's always interesting at the beginning of the year because systems are still being developed, players right. are still developing, and so maybe you eke out like a, a win against Minnesota or right. maybe you eke out a win against the Colts. But to me at this point, I kind of see us going into the bye week at 1 and 4. That's right. that's just how I see it. Raider Nation is going to be super unhappy, and uh, the the trade car rumors will probably start uh, uh, developing by the bye week. Now we have to go and to Green getting Bay. Getting rid of Gruden and right and right. killing Mayock. That'll right. probably all be there by now. By then, yeah, exactly. We'll be looking forward to the 2020 draft with two first round draft picks again. <laughs> so, oh jeez, uh, I've heard that tune before. All right, out of the bye, we go to Green Bay, um, dude. That's I'm not feeling that one either. <laughs> I, dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not either. I, one and five, I think. One and five. Yeah. But that's another one. Like Minnesota, like Chicago. I mean, Green Bay. Talk about t- Green Bay should have New been on fire coach. last year, right? Yep. Green Bay should have been on fire last year. They could very easily be a dumpster fire again this year. And so we yes, could easily could be. be four and two, something four and two, three and three at this point. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, but uh, you know, we're, if we're going off our gut and what we saw last year, yep. There's a loss there. Uh, then we have to travel to Houston after the Packers. What do you think, Tyler? Um, I. <laughs> you know, we've had I the Texans ju- number in the past. Yeah. So I'm going to give a have. W. That, it'll be a surprising win. I'm going to go. We beat them in uh, Mexico City. We not, did. Not too long ago. And, and then remember that big game uh, Hugh Jackson led Oakland Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, when yep, we they got, won the I game be- with ten players on the field and yep. Al Davis looking down. Yep, yep. And so I'm gonna give them a W because we 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 have the Texans number a little bit there. So I'll just there's kind of that random sprinkled win in there. 
<laughs> okay. I was going to go with a loss. Like okay. when I initially looked at it, that's what I thought. I thought win Broncos, loss, 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 loss. And then we get to the Lions. If, there we go. If, if, uh, give us a win there. I, I like us against the Lions yep. at home. And uh, I I mean, I've even seen rumors of Stafford not being there at the beginning yep. of the year. So I yep. don't know. I, I've seen that. I don't think that's true. I I stick with Stafford. He's at, at least in you know year two in the system. I like year two to to project people to the future. So I give a win there. Yep. So so now we're on a two win streak. So we're, what are we sitting at? Like three and five now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're at three and you're at three and five, and I'm at two and six. All right, I'm at three and five. I'm, I gotta start writing this down as we go along. All right, so now we play the Chargers at home. We're at home against the Chargers. Ooh, you know, San Diego's another one of those teams. Like, uh, talk about... 12 and 4 last year. Right. Tough right. division. We play in a tough division. We I really mean, do. And the, But the Chargers, though, they're like the Bengals, you know? They're like mediocre, and then all, they'll have a down year where they'll win like 6 or 7. Then all of a sudden, they'll have a year like last year. They'll win 12. You know, it's like, whoa, okay, you know? And then, except I don't know if the Bengals ever got to 12 wins or not. I haven't looked that deeply into it. But uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the split with the Chargers. I'm going to give us a W against Chargers yep. at home. That's a- what I initially thought was a win there as well. So I sit at four and five now. Now we play the Bengals at home, dude. We're on a roll. I'm gonna pick a W against the Bengals I'm as gonna, well. That as Bengals. Am I. I don't like playing the Bengals at the beginning of the season because they're always on fire. But about by week six or seven, the Bengals like hit their peak at about week five or six, and then they they crescendo at five or six, and then it's week five or six, and then it just kind of just. <laughs> downhill from there so man we're on a roll now i'm at five and five i'm gonna give us a w give me the dub against the Bengals. so what am i at four and six i think you're at four and six right now yeah. okay you yeah. hater you hater <laughs> All right, hang we, me up <laughs> we have to travel to new york that dreaded east coast time i'm still giving us a win against the jets yeah you know even even with Le'Veon bell over there huh oh goodness gracious you know sam darnold's gonna have... be good Sam Darnold's going to be good, but I'm I don't know if he's ready Darnold. to be that good yet. Um, not sold on Darnold. They don't have any wide receivers. That's true. And they don't really have that great of an offensive line. Their defense is decent, but once again, they're under a new head coach this year as well. Right. New defensive coordinator, new scheme. They may be a dark horse. I don't know. Just yeah. from what I saw last year, I'm going with a win, even though it's on the on the East Coast. Dude, I'm on a because I'm gonna go win as well. I'm on a five game win streak. I've got my Raiders at six and five at this point, and all this, we've gone from everybody who should get canned to now all of a sudden Raider Nation's like we might make the playoffs if if my projections work out, which they rarely do. Uh, anyway, now we're at Kansas City. I don't I don't see us winning that game in Arrowhead nope. uh, in December. Like the frozen tundra, like are you kidding? I, 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 even if we are on a five game win streak, I think it stops right there. Again, too much power. Unless we've got, you know, unless some of these variables come up, where like Chris Warren the third is at this point has like you know eight hundred yards or seven hundred yards rushing, and we're like, good grief, this guy. Or is Mahomes an is injured. I right. Mean, there's always injuries. There's always right. things that could happen. What happens if if uh, what's his bucket? What uh, Hill? You know what what's what if Hill's yeah. out? You if know, if he gets and, released because he 
breaks his child's arm or something. Breaks the child's arm, hits another woman. I mean, it's all there. Right. It's all possibilities. So, um, but I, I think if we're look, looking at it right now, I'm going to chalk it up to an L there in Kansas City. We're not gonna, we we get swept by the Chiefs again this year. I'm at six and six, moving at home against the Titans. I like that game as well. Oakland's had the Titans number. I'm gonna yes, I'm have. gonna give us a W there at home yep. against Tennessee, the black hole. Um, I like uh, that. Yeah, I like it too. So let's. Uh, so, dude, I'm at seven and six. All of a sudden, what I'm like, uh, you'd you'd be right behind. So you'd be six and seven. Six and I'm seven, going right. uh, by by December fifth. Uh, heading into December fifteenth, we're playing Jacksonville at home. Dude, last now home game. Last home game. I'm now going you, to win. Call you, me a homer. Yeah, you you aren't sold on Foles to Jacksonville. You think Foles no, thrived not. in Philadelphia because of the system, I and do. you don't. And he you, didn't you don't really see thrive. Foles putting up those kinds of numbers at what you call it. No, I don't. I don't. I I think we forget where Foles started. He started in Philadelphia, was decent, got traded to the Rams, if I'm not mistaken, and then yep. ended up in Kansas City and almost retired because. Nobody wanted him. And then all of a sudden, he goes to Philadelphia again. They adapt the system to what they want him to do, and or, or they adapt to what he can do. That's probably better said. I, I'm not sold on Nick Foles as a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL because of what his past tells me. Once again, fool me once. Strike one, fool me twice. That's a strike great three. That's a great it is. Saying. I never get tired of saying it either. So, um, I have I have a win against Jacksonville yep. at home. The last game at Oakland, Alameda County Coliseum. Yeah. That I defense mixed up the words. You know that defense in in, in you know in 2017 they had that you know, just booming year and they just just fell apart last well, year. And a lot. A lot of those players are now either on the trading block, have been traded, or have been released. Right. I mean, talk so, about talk about it like kind of a gold rush. That was just all of a sudden like, boom, Jacksonville, and all of a sudden just like that. that Jacksonville's gone dry, and I, offensively, I you know now they're talking Fournette. I mean, Fournette's injury prone, uh, and they even and thought he drives about, really fast without a without a license, yeah, which is so, also against the law for those <laughs> of you who didn't know. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, Jacksonville I think could be a really broken team at this point in the year, and they've got no. You know, Oakland's Oakland in my book right now. We we'd be seven and six, and Oakland's pushing for a playoff spot midway through December. So they got to pick up a W before they hit the road. There, I'm at eight and six right now, man. I'm at eight and six, and Oakland's firmly probably at least in a wild card position or in position to claim a wild card spot in the playoff race. However, now we go to Los Angeles. Uh, it's going to be either a Saturday or Sunday game right before Christmas. Um, and that's there's going to be my split. I think uh, going to LA. I think the Chargers get one over on us again. You never know. You never know. But I think Chargers get one over on us in December. I agree. What, what do you think? Okay. So yep. now we're at eight and seven in my book. And I think uh, I we're think, at uh, seven and eight yep. in my book. And then at Denver, the last game. You know, man, I just I don't see Flacco going into Denver and making that team better. 
I don't I don't no. see all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's all Denver was missing. Now they've got the guy, Flacco. Now they're going to be go- okay. I don't see it happening. I could see the guy that's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I could see I could see Flacco. You know, I could see Denver at this point only having like six wins, and they're firmly out of the playoff spot. Oakland wanting it more and picking up a W for the final game of the season and sweeping the Broncos. So I'm going to go W against the Broncos. What what say you? Yes, a win against the last, how I want it to end, the last game as the Oakland Raiders as a win. And and that would put us at 8-8. Eight and eight. And yep. I, I see us, I, I was telling you before we even went through these games, I just looked at them at a glance. I counted between seven to eight wins. I, I, I firmly believe that is a, that that's probably, I don't know, probably the height is nine and the low yep. I would say is like five again or something. Yeah. But well, you're that's at eight what and eight. I'm at nine and seven. Um, and, and I, I, that feels right to me with where this team's at now. I mean, you never know. We could have a 2016 happen again. You know, car has Absolutely, been with Gruden. Yeah. Car, Car of the final half of the season last year, we were throwing to nobodies, performed more, above amicably. I mean, he, he he did a fantastic job. If we sprinkle in maybe a couple new young wide rec- stud wide receivers in there, uh, with obviously Antonio Brown, throw in maybe a you know a solid tight end out of Iowa. I mean, this offense could all of a sudden be humming again, and and could be could could be like what we saw in twenty sixteen, where the offense. The offense did enough to where that even though the defense was, you know, mediocre, the offense was so good that we were able to just basically outscore opponents and we were able to get that one stop that we needed, you know, every game, you know, midway through the fourth quarter to be able to go up by 10 or go up by 14. And that's all she wrote kind of a thing. Um, So, uh, like I said, there are easily some games there like Minnesota, Minnesota, Indianapolis and Chicago. I have all chalked up to losses. I could see one or two of those going W's, you know, yep. same with yep. though, you know, same with like the, though, when I look at like jets, um, and the lions, I've got W's there, but I could also see Oakland dropping those as well. I could see yes. just go, yeah. you know, coming out and laying an egg and just being like, what in the world happened there? So I think, I think we're going to be in a playoff discussion well into December, um, uh, as far as at least at the very least in the hunt. Um, but you know, maybe by a week or two into December, you know, kind of, you know, we're relying so heavily on, you know, the chargers or the, you know, the, the chiefs to lose out or something like that, or, you know, the Ravens to not do well or whatever. And we're just like, uh, you know, statistically we have an 8% chance or whatever to get in the playoffs, but I think it's going to be much improved myself. Personally. I, I think it's going to be I much improved from 2018. I th- uh, and the the chatter in the in the Twitter verse is that this is a you know this is a prove it year for Carr, which I agree with. Yep. Um, Same I here. think I think he has to come in, prove that he is worth his contract, because as of next year they can cut him for not a whole lot of money and not a whole lot of dead cap space. And so yep. you know, I, I I cheer for him. I tend to cheer for people that are on my team. And that's, yep. you know, call me a homer or whatever, but that's that's my feeling. Those are my feelings is that he comes in, he's got Antonio Brown, he's got Tyrell Williams. Um, I'm kind of looking for somebody to step up in the slot, whether, you know, and some depth there, whether it's 
uh, J.J. Nelson or whether we draft somebody or uh, who was the guy that we signed like two weeks ago? Grant? Is it? Yep, was Grant. It? Yep. Or even, you know, Marcel Aitman for depth as well. I, I'm yep. looking for the guy, those guys to step up. He's got, I think we're a running back away and maybe an offensive lineman and maybe even a tight end, if you want to argue that, away from just being a really good offense. Yeah. And we're probably going to have to win games that way because right now we don't have a ton of depth on defense. That's why I'm excited for the draft. See who we get. And then this may even shake out differently. Like maybe we land right. a Joey Boza or maybe we land a Quinnen Williams and that really bolsters our defense or, or we trade back and we get some different guys in there, some youngsters uh, learning from some vets. Who knows? You, you never know. Every year is different. So, Yep, yep. Well, I'm excited. I, I think I think the predictions here, eight and eight, nine and seven, so, you know, even seven and nine. I think uh, I, those would all be acceptable to me. But four or five, even six wins. Uh, I think there are there are easily enough games here to where you know Oakland, even in their state, barring again anything crazy, car getting hurt, half the line being down, etc. Oakland should at very least be able to snag, in my book, eight wins here. I think there are eight games here that Oakland should be able to. Uh, get W's on, and you know, obviously, every year you want the playoffs, you want the Super Bowl, but um, I think we also understand as rational fans that look, there, we're still by the time we hit Vegas, I think this team, in my opinion, should be a legit playoff contender. Um, with the, especially, you know, we'll find out in a week with who we pick at, at, in the draft. Um, and how that develops through the 2019 season. But I would be disappointed, I think, with anything less than eight wins this year. It would feel a little bit like, you know, really? You know, and I'd have to watch how I'm actually okay because... with seven. I, I would be okay with seven. Okay, okay. And 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 I think the thing for me is how does Carr perform? Because there are going to be some solid quarterbacks in the 2020 draft. And if Oakland only wins four or five games and they're in the top seven, eight picks, you know, again next year, hopefully not. I'd rather see us at, you know, pick 20 or something like that. Absolutely, you know? yep. Um, but, but if we're in the top seven or eight picks – um, you know, there, there's some quarter, there's some solid quarterbacks coming next year and, and Oakland's got a couple of picks. So wouldn't surprise and the bears me. at one. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so dude, fantastic. Covered that. Now let's just settle in and get ready for this draft here. Tyler, you got anything else for the nation before we wrap it up? No, I don't think so. I, I think, I think what we had today was a, was definitely a great show probably one of my fate more uh one of my favorite ones that we've done absolutely and they just keep getting better and better and that's what uh, like we strive wine, to man. do it's like a fine wine it just as a as it ages and it's just it just i don't even know how wine works i'm not even gonna pretend <laughs> i don't know either we're i've never getting... drank in my life so i have no clue <laughs> so so we're just getting better with age man we're like yeah we're like a cheese tyler if you there don't we want, go i can talk wine, cheese we're like a cheese man I don't, I don't know if I like being assimilated with cheese, but I'll, I guess if that's the best analogy I come up with on the spot here, I'll take then, it. Then uh, we're like a fine cheese. We're just getting we better go. as we age. So <laughs> Raider Nation, a Wisconsin cheddar. Yeah, but let's remember, or a, or a Parmesan, a sharp <laughs> Parm. Oh, there you go. 
<laughs> okay. I'm going to let Tyler continue to ruminate in his cheeses here. <laughs> Raider Nation, thanks so much for hanging out with us on the podcast. We will see you in the next pod. Just win, baby.